Hello and welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined, as always, by... Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.hn Sam Townsend Music from samtownsendmusic.hn That's right. That can only be Honolulu. Ooh. Come on, baby boy, is that right? No. Right. Uh, HN. Yes. HN. Hanoi. It's a very specific... Country. It's a country. Yes, I know. It's just... Oh, someone's mouthing something at me. Is it Honduras? Yes. I thought you were going to get it when you said Honolulu. No, um, because I said Honolulu, not Honduras. Uh, Young California. I thought you were going to get it. Right, when you said Honolulu. Young California mouthed it at me. Hmm. He's much better at this game than you are. He certainly is. Well, it used to be easy. He used to say, like, GB Mm. or UK. Well, that was my first website. Well, we're very happy to announce that we are recording on a Friday night as we lead into Sam's birthday weekend. That's very true. The age? The age? Undetermined. May I guess? You may. 39 coming up? That's correct. Spot on. I'm better your age than I'm at... Um, 39. 39 years young. Yes. And yes. How, how are you feeling on it? Very happy and pleased. That's it. That's how I'm He's got nothing more to say. A mouth of the beer. I, tried to, I gave him the finger wiggle. He couldn't right. generate any more golden content. You asked me how I was feeling. I can't. I'm not going to lie. No. You're happy and pleased. Yes. <laughs> but you could have lied. Very happy. Uh, <laughs> oh, what baby. Are you, what are you trying to say? Um, that you're such a fool? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Especially on my birthday weekend. Stop talking about dear Sinead. I know. In that way. She might be coming to the barbecue tomorrow. Really? Oh, that'd be good if Sinead O'Connor turned up. Mm, weird, wouldn't it? Second only to the swan. But we don't want them both turning up. That would be awkward. Second only to the swan, Sinead O'Connor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Uh, That's not be. true. She's actually she's quite low on the list. I mean, it, yeah, she's much further down than that, surely. But if she did, an impromptu I'm not version. even sure if she came now, I'd recognise her. She's bound to have Ah, no, yeah, no, no, you would. You would. Especially if she was... Singing Nothing Compares to You as she came, came. That would be lovely, an impromptu version of Nothing Compares to You, which genuinely brings me to tears every time I listen to it. No, well, hopefully she won't come then. Oh, uh, I hope she does. I don't does. want you crying at my birthday barbecue. It'd be worth it for that, surely. I don't All right, who... Let, we're doing it. Who... Music, music people, five people, who do you want to come tomorrow? You can have anyone in the world. Okay. Um, I'd like John to come. Okay. <laughs> no surprise there. Um... Well, no, uh, you're just going to reel off the chilies. Since you're not, no, no, probably uh, no. I, I think because it's because of the current situation, I'd like all of the chilies to come. Okay, they count as one person. Oh, that's great news. So you can have four others from various other bands. Let's just say the chilies. Yeah, fine. And then you can have uh, four other people. I'd like Jim Morrison to come. Okay, dead. Oh, does that mean he can't come? No. No. Okay. Good. Um, as long as he doesn't start doing the end, well, he might, interminably. No, no. no, he'd only do the that. he only do that at, towards at the, end. the end of the yeah, movie. Sure, it, the snake the is latter long. Stages. Okay, you name some people. Well, I'll name one, then you name one. Right, well, uh, I've already named two. So, well, Chili's and Nuno for me so far. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I can see how this is going to go. You can have that guy from Incubus. Well, no. Yeah, I might as well. I can't think of anyone else at the moment. Go on, then. Oh, Eddie. Oh, yeah, we don't have Eddie Vedder, should we? Well, you can have Eddie. Yeah. Because then he'll be there anyway. I'm not sure Brandon Boyd... Yeah, I'll take him, but I'm not sure he'd get on that well with... 
Jim Morrison. Some of the other guests. <laughs> okay, well, so so far you've got the Chili's, Jim Morrison, and mm. Brandon Boyd. Sorry. I've got the Chili's, um, Nuno. I'll go for Mike Mills from REM. Good. Oh, I'd quite like Michael Stipe to come. Okay, well, I'll take. Um... Oh. Aren't you going to invite Slash? Well, yeah, I was getting to him. Oh, right. I don't want Axel to come. He's bound to cause a fight. Yeah. He's probably going to wear some like kind the, of black feathery top and dive into the crowd like yeah. at St. Louis. No, it'd be like the November Rain video. Oh, well, where he marries... Uh, if what's it's she called? St- if it's, Erin Everly. If it started raining, then they'd all jump all over the tables. Oh, yeah. I can't well, remember. what I want it to happen is Slash to walk out of a very... An internally very large church, but externally very small. Yes. And then start playing a great guitar solo as a helicopter circles above him. Yeah. Bit well, tree, bit tree. Okay, so who are you having next? I'll take. Um, I'll take. Go on. <laughs> I, I, I mean, Who's your musical heroes? I know, it's difficult, isn't it, off the top of your head? Okay, well, I'll, I'll tell you who else I'll take. I've mean, well, four of them as one. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you who I think would be a great raconteur. Who? Pat Padgett from Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> the bass player from Extreme. You're right, but what about Freddie? Should we have Oh, Freddie? yeah, one of us has got to have Freddie, surely. Because Freddie, yeah. he could sing, couldn't he? He could just do loads of a cappella. Okay, well, I'll have Freddie. Yeah. Definitely, you're quite right. I'll have um, Wembley Live 86 Freddie wearing that yellow jacket. Mm. Oh, yeah. As yeah. he struts onto stage at the start of One Vision. I would insist that he... That he Came well, he like, would walk around like that anyway, wouldn't he? Yes, he would. With that half microphone stand doing, <laughs> yes. doing this. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, you pick one You'll more. Fa- you, you'll have to say to him something along the lines of, you'd find it easier to eat your burger if you, if put, you put down, down your, your microphone stand. <laughs> You're quite right. Um, yeah, you one more for you then? One more for me. I think, slightly out of the left field, I'm going to invite Elson John. Well, that's topical. Hmm. I mean, because he could... Wait, are you going to have Josh come along? Because then they could do um, Sick Love? No, I think I would ask Elton to... Um, yeah, I'd ask Elton to perform, to perform I'm Still Standing. I know that he can do that really, really well at the moment. Could you ask him also to perform Candle in the Wind, the original version? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I think just to round off the crowd and just bring a bit of class to the occasion... Mm. Oh, who are you going to invite for a bit of class? You'll find out. Who? It's Neil Diamond. Oh, Christ. Diamondy. What did he sing to do with COVID? Uh, washing hands. hands. Yeah, that was hands. weak. That was weak. <laughs> I'd just like him to come along. Yeah, oh, yeah, so would I. Yeah, because we both massive Neil Diamond fans back in the day. Oh, Christ, yeah, I met him. Well, I told California that we'd met him at the pub on Sunday night when we went to see a band. We'd never it. told him that story. No. We must have said this on the podcast. Yeah, presumably. Yeah, and not recently, of course. No, so that's, that's fodder for another episode. It is, yes. Okay, so shall we get to what we're doing? Yeah. I think that was a good selection of people, though, to come to your I'm barbecue. sorry I was so hesitant. Well, you were. You, were, you, were, you didn't want Sinead O'Connor to come. To be honest, I, I, you know, she can come. But she's, she's default. She was the first one. She was, yeah. She, she was second only to, she, uh, second only to, to Anthony Kiedis. She can light the barbecue with me at midday. Brilliant. Tear up a picture of the Pope and like the barbecue. Yeah, she'll do Sing that. nothing compares to you and then bog off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today we are talking about a, a, a groundbreaking 
release in the history mm. of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. A GBR. Yes, a GBR in the history of the RHCP. Um, you don't need the, def- need the definite subject. <laughs> it's off the map. Yes. Now, this is important because uh, it was a live representation of the Californication era. Yes. In released in 2001, two years after the Cali release, um, record, from gigs recorded across a period of time in the North American tour of 2000. Mm. Yeah, and it was a it was it was a wonderful era. It's an evolution. But it was slightly strange in the way that it came out. Sorry to to butt in. No, it's fine. It was um, slightly strange because it was almost as if that period had passed, and then it was released. Yeah, but it was pre. I find watching this to to feel very like a an oddity in time. Mm. Oh, I do as well because yeah. it doesn't. It feels very, very strange to see um, John looking that young mm. when and still that raw and rough. St- exactly when only like a few months previously, like for example, the Moscow gig in 1999, he had long hair. He looked like such an old man. Yeah, and especially in the early days of this tour, when he had a beard and long hair, mm. he looked like an old man. Well, if there's one thing that John is. It's uh, he's a little bit of a chameleon. Mm. He's age, ageless his, and timeless. When it comes to his looks, he's got so many different looks. And it wasn't sort of long after this that we saw the classic sort of skinhead John from the sort of two thousand and four, two thousand and five era, two thousand and four mainly, um, where he still had the skinhead, but he looked a lot more refined with his big glasses. Yes, his, his yeah, checkered yeah. shirts. Well, he looked of, older. I mean, he always wears checkered shirts. He looked older. It, it's when we saw them at Wembley in. But then, then all of a sudden, he can grow his hair long. I know. He, and, his hair must—you can almost see it growing on stage. Yeah. In 1999, when we saw them and they were in the jumpsuits, um, when did we see them at Wembley? It was. It was. It was April, November the sixth. Yes. November the sixth. April at Wembley November. Arena. November. We saw them in August. August 29th at Reading Festival in yes. 1999 and then November the 6th when John had a, a beard and long hair yes. and they were wearing those what we thought was day glow at the time yes. uh, but it was just bright suits very and he looks very old hmm. he shaves off his hair and you can see it on the Californication tour video as Chad shaves off his hair he, you can see him you think yes. it's like um, Red Dwarf when uh, who you and Lister says you you used me? Is that the Inquisitor? Yeah, oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's not a perfect Scouse accent. I'll no, it's that. not ideal, but it was decent. Yeah, it was close. Oh, well, we could get um, Craig Charles. Oh, to come actually, to can we have the, the whole of the Red Dwarf cast? I don't know because I don't think him and Chris Barry get on that well, do they? No, they do now. Oh, fine. They're back. If it had been Series Three era, eighty nine, ninety, that's when I'm thinking you're in trouble because they are they hated each other. Yeah, but they've made up a bit now. Well, Chris is more of a a mature character, isn't he? Yeah, and Craig's a bit of a scally. He's a very much a scallywag. Now, I saw Craig Charles live um, doing... Well, of course, we met Chris Barry. In well, Tottenham. we did. I got him to sign my book. Yeah. <laughs> met Chris Barry in Totten of all places. Yeah, in Totten, uh, in the uh, community centre. In Totten, sat at a little table. 
I got him to write a Red Dwarf quote in my um, copy of Infinity Welcomes Careful Drivers. He did. I'm not sure he recognised it as a Red Dwarf. No, he didn't, but he... he, he, no, know, he I gave wrote him, it. I gave him £15 and he wrote what I made him write. <laughs> yeah, and he gave me the book back. I made him write the quote from the episode uh, Marooned, where he's quoting Shakespeare. Yes. Now! I was surprised he didn't That's remember. all I can remember. Yeah, but that's not what you made him write. Yeah, I did. Now, dot, 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 that's all I can remember. Oh, is that what you wrote? Best wishes, Chris Barry. And he... And he didn't remember it, something. No, he no, looked like he didn't remember it. No, he didn't. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, whether Chris Barry did remember that quote from Red Dwarf well, or not, clear it up at the barbecue tomorrow. Yes. Well, so basically, what we're saying is, it's my birthday. Uh, we're having a barbie. Yeah. We're striking the. Bar- I'm getting the barbecue out of the garage at midday. Yeah. Having my first beer at midday with anyone who's there. I think California is going to be. For he definitely. certainly will be. And uh, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be the chilies. It's going to be the cast of Red Dwarf. Yeah, it's going to be Jim Morrison, um, Freddie Mercury, Slash, Eddie Vedder, Elton John, Mike Mills. Yeah, and who bought oh, the class? Who bought, I, who bought the class? Who bought the class? I said I want someone to bring the class. Oh no, Neil we, Diamond. Oh Neil, yes, and of course Sinead O'Connor, and I'd also like Dave Grohl to come. Oh no, he can't come. He's too busy with Nandy Bushel. I want Dave. Who's Nandy Bushel? She's a ten-year-old. Multi-talented musician. Ah, right. <laughs> He's and playing music with her. Fine. <laughs> okay. Um, I'd like um, Dave Navarro to come as well. Oh yeah, he can come because they're friends now. So yeah, I know. It'd be nice to see Dave. Anyway, um, as we were saying, John is a is a chameleon. He yes. goes from looking old. He's he a mul- very very young hair. He's a multifaceted chameleon. He is very much so. And then later on, he looks like normal John by two thousand and three. For the By the Way tour. Yeah. Looks yeah. like classic John. Well, I mean, they all look... Flea looks very young here. Young-ish. Flea is looking really good, actually. Well, Anthony's looking great. Have you seen the build on the swan? I have. I mean, he is like a bull in a china shop. I've said that about him before. Mm. A bull in a china shop. He's like a bull. In a china shop. Mm. Some of his moves are so... Bull-like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it's almost as if he's in some kind of shop <laughs> that stocks primarily possibly China, China. Yeah. <laughs> crockery. Yes, yeah, I know it's incredible. Chad obviously looks a lot younger. They yeah, all do. It, well, it was twenty years. Chad's ago. had his head shaved. Yeah, didn't go for the mohawk. No, I, well, I couldn't couldn't go for the mohawk. We all know what that's like. Oh, we know what happens if you. You know what? This is look well. At no, me. in the video they shave Chad in a reverse hawk. Yeah, they shave off his middle section and then then do the rest. Here's my mohawk that I've been growing. Well, you've got an internal hawk, yeah. That's not bad, is it? It, For an internal hawk, it's fantastic. (laughs) For the listener, where you'd normally grow a mohawk, he's got a a bald stripe, and where you'd normally shave your head, he's got hair. It's classic male pattern baldness. Yes, it is. I've got wonderful, wonderfully thick and lustrous back and sides. Yeah. And the top, uh, after a month or so, is still completely bald. But what a beard. Oh, the beard's going strong. Great beard. Shaving we'll, it off tomorrow. We'll put a picture up on um, Instagram so you can see uh, two old balding men talk about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And, and who they'd invite to a birthday barbecue. Exactly. The people aren't coming, but the barbecue, I can rest assured, is as real as it gets. It's very, very real. Now, this was directed by Dick Rude. Dicky Rude, yes. Richard Rude. Mm. Richard R. Rude. Well, that's very interesting because he's got a daughter called uh, Something Rude. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and um, she was involved with some backing vocals on Neandras. Well, I'll go further. 
Richard Rood directed Catholic Schoolgirls School Rule, Fight Like a Brave, yeah. and University Speaking Videos. But do you know what his daughter's called? I'll hazard a guess. It might be his wife. Well, who, what's her name? I can't remember. Something rude. She was mentioned. Hang on. Her first name's Rude, or her surname's Rude? No, Rude. So her first name is something rude. No, her, and her name surname's is, Rude. Her surname is Rude. Right. Um, anyway, she was, she was mentioned in that video, that, that, uh, of that interview of the man who went and visited John. Oh, okay. But I can't remember her name now. That, I should never have brought her up. Fascinating content, I'm sure you'll agree. So I will say about this video, mm. we are watching... The full version of Off the Map, uploaded by Ruben Seventeen Music. Yes, not our normal uploader, Orfeo Pomp. No, but um, you know, very much looking forward to enjoying this once again. I'll say it looks cheap. Rick Rude's style is mm. over. This is blown out, like, like uh, contrast-wise, isn't it? Mm. It looks. Yeah, I mean, it's dated. I think that's primarily what's happened. Here. Yeah, it's very fast editing, but you know, it uh, for its time. And it was kind of in in keeping with a lot of the other stuff the Chili's had done in the past when it came to live releases. Well, there's, I was, uh, about 20 minutes ago, I was going to say there's an evolution. It's an evolution of psychedelic sex funk live from heaven. When, when they were playing, if you watch that, some of it is actual album versions. Yes. And they're playing it live... And it's it's dubbed over the album version. That's right. The album version is dubbed over the live version. Yeah. Um, like and that's Good very Time weird. Boys is, I think, Pretty Little Ditty is, Sexy Mexican Maid is. Yes. This is different. This is a live version of each song. It sounds to me like from one gig. Mm. But intercut with different performances. Yeah. So during a song, or from shot to shot, John will be wearing different colour boxer shorts. Mm-hmm. John might even be playing a different guitar. Mm. You can clearly tell that the Swan isn't singing yeah. to that night's performance. Yeah, it's, it's a, a funny, it's a strange it's a way, of doing, way of doing it. Um, but I guess it does ensure that you get the best version of the song audio-wise. <sighs> it's a funny way, don't know. It's a funny way, don't it? Back in two thousand and one, when we had the VHS and I was watching it, I didn't initially notice because it was on VHS. We were it was innocent. More grainy. We were innocent. We were innocent. Slightly more grainy picture. It is an overblown picture. And you're not expecting something like that to happen. You're just not expecting it. And so the more you watch it, the more you think, this is slightly off. Hmm. What's going on? And that's when the detective in you takes over. The, the Sherlock Holmes. Yes. We're going to go through the handles quickly before we get to this. I think we should. Um, if you want to contact us to talk about uh, who you would invite to I mean, that, your that, birthday barbecue... I think barbecue, that would be lovely, wouldn't it? If, if any, everyone could... Say the five people musical. You can have the chilies and four other. Yeah, I mean the chilies are worth getting because they count as one. Yeah, and also you can have what the cast of one TV, one British TV sitcom. What as counts as one? Yeah, and then three others. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, bentownsendmusic.net is the website. Send them in. Uh, bentownsendmusic at hotmail dot com is the email address to send your groups to. Send them in. Uh, if you want to have a look at us on Reddit, I'm universally... No, Sam is universally RHCP Odd Sam. I am Unispeak hyphen RHCP podcast. Send them in. On Twitter, I am at universally RHCP. Sam, you are? At Stack Townsend. And on Insta, I am universally speaking RHCP underscore pod. Send them in. Send them in. And um, 
We'll be thrilled, wouldn't we, to receive, even if we just got one. Over the moon. Also, I, have t- I listen to a lot of podcasts. They all mm. say this, and we never have. Can you go to iTunes and give us a five-star review? Oh, no. Well, there's a reason why we haven't said that. Well, there is. But I'm, not, go- I'm saying not, it now. We're not, we're not corporate whores. So we're not beggars. No, but I'm now begging. <laughs> um, we don't need to beg. We've if got- you go to iTunes and give us a five-star review, we'll give you a shout on the podcast. How about that? Well, we can't say further than that. Um, equally, don't bother if you don't want to. No, don't bother. Just listen to the show and tell your friends about it. But do give us a five do, star do review on iTunes. It. That's yeah. all we ask. In fact, listen to the show, tell your friends about it, and tell them to give us a five star review on iTunes yes, as well. That's very true. That's the way we want it to happen organically. Yes, <laughs> very, very naturally. Also, if you want to be an ambassador of the show, oh yeah, well, if you want to be an ambassador, send in. We will send you a pin badge all over the world. And once you've got your badge, I think we probably deserve a five-star review. Yeah, and we had a lot of help today. Uh, last night, I emailed um, Hamish. Yes. Uh, from RHCP uh, Sessions. Yes. Apologies, Hamish. RHCP Sessions Archive, of course. Yes, of course. Um, and put me on a little bit of detective work to see what date the chilies might have shaved, their, have shaved their heads into the mohawks. Generated the mohawk. He got straight on it. Bless him. And he was also one of the first people to reach out to be an ambassador. He was. Oh, goodness me. Goodness me. Memories. So we thank you for that, Hamish Duncan. And we will now move on to the first track of Off the Map. It is Around the World. It is. Coming out there around the world, live at off the map, could be almost anywhere. Yes. Um, what I like about that is it takes me back to the third episode we ever recorded. Because episode three. Episode three, technically speaking. Yes. And um, we did live at uh, Madison Square Garden. We and it did, also had wow. a bit of intro like this does. Bit of backstage yeah, bit of coming pre, on. Pre-show prep. I bit mean, this is very brief. It was. Bit of camaraderie there, though. Camaraderie. Chad approaching, going through with a beer in his hand, did you see? I didn't notice that. Ah, well, I did. I did, I said it. Presumably he'd just eaten a steak. He's steak and beer, yeah. The anticipation. I like the feeling of anticipation. I mean, we, get, we always used to get the feeling of anticipation playing in small clubs. Yes. You know, the pre-show build-up, the rider, the, the mm. slab of beers, the mixed meat and nuts. Anything. Uh, yeah, whatever they provided with you, you felt lucky. Yeah, it was. I don't know if we ever had meat and nuts. Um, um, we certainly had slabs of beer, though. Crates of lard, yeah, crates yeah, of fosters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had some good times, but nothing to this particular scale. Certainly, <laughs> right. But I love that the build-up, the anticipation, the buzz as you're saying right. Because we used before we went on, we'd yeah, we stand back stage thing, yeah. and say, right, are you ready to? Do it? What did we used to open up with? Right, very, didn't it? Sometimes um, we did play sometimes around the give world. it away. We, we did, did play do around the world. world. Not not as much as other songs. 
No. Um, I think we did open up Suck My Kiss, we opened up with... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I just had a bit of a yawn. Oh, God. Come on, <laughs> Come long... on brother. I know. It's been a long day. No, it's been a long week. It's a bit of an annoying noise during that intro. Well, I've got yeah, there. it's more loose. Yeah, bit um, of, bit of bass, a bit of annoying feedback. Oh no, I, I thought you meant the the vocal going into the. Oh what? No, what you thought I was saying? The swan was making an annoying noise. <laughs> well, well, oh dear! It, it's just it's not as good I, as on I the like album. You, that's all. It's not. As well, good. no, it's not. Let's get into the tune then. And yeah. before we do, I will say this. Sure. We are the University Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast, and we rock your motherfucking ass. Whoa. Yeah. Just quoting uh, a young fellow called Michael there. Flea. Yes, Michael Flea. Yes, Flea, Michael. I think this is a great intro to Around the World Live. Yeah, it, it, it certainly is. Flea comes in big and strong. He's playing that big fuzz bass. Yes. Did you notice? I, I felt that as he'd finished that big fuzz bass intro... He goes into the actual around the world intro. Mm. He kicks off some of that fuzz, and it's slightly less fuzzy. Yeah, he just. I think you're right. What strikes me actually during that intro is the smile he gives uh, just before, just as he's playing that fuzzy section. Yeah, he smiles, and, and we're getting ready. It. We're ready to. We're yeah, ready to. He knows that's a quick release, and uh, and then they're off, and it, it sounds great. Yeah, okay, this one's not quite up to scratch on his intro vocal. It still sounds good. But the band are really tight here. Yeah, but the good thing about it, there's still a bit of raw energy to it, which is not the you know. A lot, when I watch this, I I just think, wow, you know, the Swans still got what made him so special, which he's lost now. You know that ability to be he's he's not perfect here, and he's not well, trying well, no, to he, be perfect. No, he's, he's 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 never perfect, perfect, but he's never perfect. But now you feel he's he's putting more and more effort into trying to sound and sing well. Here, he's almost at the top of his game. Okay, yeah, there's some there's some inconsistencies, but they're natural and they sound they still they they're just part of his performance, and I accept them and I, and I in fact I embrace them. What struck me is some of the moves he's making here, and the Swan makes some great moves throughout this show, are very, very powerful and very unique. And you didn't see him make those kind of moves for a long time, Mm. but he went straight back to those kind of moves Mm. on that gig in that that little garden thing they did when John was there and Dave Navarro was there. Yeah. And the Swan was well back into it. He was making those arm, right-angled arm movements. Yeah, and big body movements, big jumps and that yeah. kind of thing. he's well, well into it. Yeah. He's a smaller man now, though. He certainly is. He, I would describe the Swan here as perhaps a bull in a china shell. <laughs> yes. He's wearing quite a large top, though. Ah, uh, so. mate, but he's wearing like a baseball top, isn't he? Yeah, but that might, you know, that's quite, it's quite... Quite big for him. I so. promise you, he will take that off. <laughs> yeah. And when he takes it off, yeah. he will look yeah. sen smegging sensational. Well, I'm sure he will. John's already stripped off. Well, this is the so slim. This is John looks. John's looking phenomenal. He, yeah, I mean, he's all muscle. There's not an ounce of fat on it. There absolutely isn't. And this is the era from whence the photo that I used for your birthday painting that I did yes. was taken because you can see John's got a mohawk on your birthday painting yes that's very true that yeah. I did a few years ago uh, but song wise how do you think it sounds oh well on a technical point what I really like is as Flea's coming in with the bass intro Chad's keeping it on like a half time hi-hat when John comes in because he's playing a much faster part to keep everyone in time Chad immediately switches to the 
That's typical chat. The double time, just keeping everyone together. The band is brilliantly tight on this introduction. Mm. It sounds great. Yeah, it does. Um, does. Did you notice at 2.02 on the video, we're watching the full video. Yeah. So this is um, just as the swan's going to full air. There's a little bass kind of farty noise. Oh, I didn't know, no. I think Flea might have caught an open string there. Ah. Two minutes, two seconds on on the full version, which is uh, Ruben 17 music. That's right. Just a strange sound. I think Flea caught an open string there. It can happen. Especially when you're overexcited. And he was full of vim and vigour back in those days. Oh, he was. Well, he uh, still is, bless him. I'd just like to comment on his beanie. He's got one of those classic flame beanies on. Yeah, that is very... Very, very popular during very that time. Two, very 2000. Yeah. As were the Flame of Trainers, which you lost at the Docklands, which we've discussed before. I did, and that was at the show, you know. Basically, everything so. in 2000 was flame-based. A lot of it was. Perfect amount of cut on John's guitar here. Perfect amount of, of, of overdrive mm. for that main verse riff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's spot on. They're so tight. They're the tight. So His tight vocals here. are sounding good. Um, and, mm. but no, good. Mm. Good, but not ultimate. No. This whole gig, I've, I call him proto-John here. But the thing is, you know, we talk, we talk about the Swan being raw, rough, ready... But he's he's still so dynamic in his delivery. And he moves forward and changes as time goes on, as does John. Becomes a better singer, as does John. Yeah, but, you know, I just don't think that the Swan actually... Set, he does, obviously, for a certain amount of time, and then he goes backwards. But I like him here. Yeah, he's not know, yet He's peaked. still close enough to his, his true self. Well, he's on the upward curve. Yeah. He's on the upward curve to where yeah. he becomes the best singer that he's going to be. Yeah. And that is during the... It's, it's the by say, the way era. Let's call it... Um, let's call it... By like, the way yeah. era. Let's, <laughs> let's call it Lightning Let's call it Slay. Um, but he's, he's great throughout um, the By the Way tour, the Stadium Arcadium tour. That's, but, yes. that's, that's top quality swan. But here he's close... You know, he's... Well, he's had his singing lessons. Yeah, he's good. I mean, he is just good, but he's still got that dynamic energy, that raw energy, and he's still using that well, I think. But he does sound a bit hoarse. Don't you think he sounds a bit hoarse? Sometimes he does sound a bit hoarse. Yeah, that's what struck me. (laughs) Sometimes he sounds great. He'll hit a perfect note, and then... Yeah, I don't think it's that he's not hitting notes. I just think he sounds a bit croaky at times. I think he might have had a little bit of a tickle. Do you think... Even though they had the option to pick the best Well, this is what surprises me. Yeah. I think he sounds pretty good most of the time. I think he sounds pretty good. I've incorporated the T's where you went for a D. Pretty. Oh, no, I've turned into an American broadcaster. He sounded pretty good. I think he sounded pretty good mode of the time. (laughs) Mode of the dime. (laughs) (laughs) Fully incorporated all of the the T's and D's. Now, talking about Proto John, yes. Californication was released in, on June the 8th, 1999. Yes, it was. To the best of my knowledge. <laughs> yes. There were, I'm going to just walk you through an era of time here. Okay. From where John was at the start of that tour, at the start of the Californication tour, sure, sure. to where he got to at the end of it, okay. and where he became Ultimate John, yes. Ultimate Chili's John. Shortly Later afterwards. on in the career. Yeah, shortly afterwards. <laughs> yeah. In 1999, post-release of Californication, and I thank you Red Hot Chili Peppers Live Archive, where I gleaned this information from. Cracking reasons. I thank you Hamish for your, your input, because I asked when did Hamish think that these shows happened. 
when did they shave their mohawks out on or, or off or yeah you don't shave it on do you <laughs> you certainly don't you don't shave the mohawk at all you no just... you shave the side of your head mm-hmm. um, got a range of dates then got a range of dates un range de date so that's French for a range of dates certainly but yes. I do have some factual information here go on after reaching out to, to Hamish yeah. after um, looking at Red Hot Chili Peppers live archive Californication was released on June the 8th, 1999. I'm sure you'll agree. Oh, yes, it was. Now, post the release, there was 54 dates. 54 live dates. Okay, yes. including two that we were at, Reading and Wembley. That's right. In the year 2000, there were 64 shows played. Mm. Yes. That leads up to the Grand Rapids show in July the 5th, Grand 2000. Rapids yeah, leading up to that. So that's 118 shows yes. that John has played post the release of Californication. Do you think he's? Do you think there's? What do you think about the way he sounds at this point in this gig after 118 shows? Look, I don't think you can you can just say, "Does John sound good enough?" Is that what you're saying? You know, is he? In a nutshell. Yeah, and in a nutshell, I would say, you you can't really talk about it like that. What you've got to accept is that th- during this era, this is the level John was at, and this is how he sounded. He obviously changed over the years between this and, say, Slane. But in his, in his journey of development at this time, for that portion of time, this was how he sounded. And whether he had played 50 shows or 118 shows, I don't think it would have made that much of a difference. Very well because said. Because this was his approach. Very well said. That's what he sounded like at this period in time is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Now, I, I'm inclined to agree with you because facts base that up. The evidence we've got in front of us certainly supports that. I think he sounds great on the first chorus when he walks up to the mic. I think this is his best backing vocals for this song on yeah. the first chorus. It's okay here. Um, he, he wavers later on in the song. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that, um, you know, with time, things changed, as I say. But Swan's left hand's very active during this period of the song. Yeah, he's... He's, he's going uh, loco. I mean, it's it, we, as far as we know, did they play in Acapulco during this? Oh, did they? Presumably. Uh, who knows? Unlikely. Did they do acapella and Acapulco? Well, you said it was a North American tour, didn't you? So? Yeah, so who knows where Acapulco is? It's in Mexico. Right. Which is, by definition, South America. JF Boxers. We're not going to highlight every change here, but at 248 they're red, at 257 they're white, and later on they're blue. Yes. What the F? Well, WTF. He's supporting the podcast and our love of France. We are Francophiles. Ah, bonjour. Bonjour, le boxeur de tricolore. Ah, oui. Le rouge, le blanc, le bleu. Oui, oui. Ah, bon. Uh, je m'appelle Ben Townsend. <laughs> <laughs> Dans le sud d'Angleterre. Oui, j'habite high, un petit village, près de la Southampton. Après. Ah, well, après. Um, après vous? No, après. What's that? What's, uh, oh, aperitif. Mm. Yes, after dinner drinks. Love to. I don't mind if we do. Oh, in fact, we are. We've had, well, we are, <laughs> aren't we? Because I had dinner. And I have my Tic Tacs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to the sponsors. <laughs> I today am sponsored by this wonderful cola flavour, Chopper Chops Lolly. Yes. 
Which I hid inadvertently hid from you earlier. In a basket. I said, "Have you? where's my lolly? You said, I don't know. I, I didn't even know I'd seen it, but I did actually put it in a cupboard. You look like you're on a speciality beer. I'm sponsored this week by a brand that we know and love, who have actually refused to sponsor us properly. Officially. Well, they didn't refuse, they just didn't respond. Well, they didn't accept. So. Well, did they say no? Yes. Wait, did you get an email back saying no? No. Right. So okay, they, so they're probably still they're, yeah, they're considering still it. it over. They're still considering they're it. They're sat there at Brewdog headquarters later. now at, at 10 to 8 yeah. thinking... Mm. We've got the big meeting at 8 o'clock to, to discuss the... Have you seen the start of Flames, Trains and Automobiles? I have. Where the guy is sat there looking quietly at those big, those big pictures. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's what Then sits back. Mm. That's what they're doing. <laughs> That's what they're doing at Brewdog. Well, anyway... We've decided to go ahead, yeah, and, and just uh, and get still endorse it. Brewdog. So I no, tonight, Brewdog are endorsing us, aren't they? Yes, yeah, so no, we're endorsing it's a, Brewdog. It's a semi, it's a double endorsement. It's a double endorsement. Uh, tonight I am drinking Clockwork Tangerine, which I may add is n- not my favourite of Brewdog concoctions. Well, you can be honest because they ain't paying us. For I'll this. drink it. It's in the mouth. The lolly just came out the mouth. Straight down the mouth, into the throat. I'm not down sure you enjoyed that. that. Again, you've done the sponsorship part when you were having the warmest and mm. most flat part of the life. Well, I can tell you that I don't particularly like this. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> A cracking sponsor. So, Thank Clockwork you, Brewdog. Tangerine by Brewdog. Screw you, Brewdog! If you're into it, then drink it. And if you're not into it like me, drink it anyway. But it's not very nice. I have something that I have... It's tried and tested. It's an ice-cold carling... From an ice cool generic blue. Generic blue Ooh, cool box. He's a noisy one. This boy comes to the party every time. He does. He never lets you down. He never lets you down. You said to me. Did I? Yes. Well, you said this to me. Right. Uh, the day after we'd done a recording and the ice had melted, you said you'd put your hand in the water and it was still very cold. Oh, that is true. Yeah, I can't, can't deny that for a moment. That's generic blue cool box. I'm I'll, sorry about I'll, that. I'll put a picture of uh, Jared Blue on Twitter. Sure. Okay, now what's the next song? Well, we're not finished with Around the World yet. Oh, right, okay. Well, we haven't got to... We've got nowhere yet. Sure. What do you think about that high-repeating riff that Flea does when he goes... and shakes his head from side to side? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, so do I. I think that's absolutely fine. But that's commonplace. Yeah, it's nice. But it's nice. What about, though, when you get to the breakdown, you know, it goes back to the main riff. Yes. The main bass riff. When Chad comes in, differently. Well, I wasn't even talking about that. Do you oh, want okay. to talk about that? No, you talk about what you talked about. It's the classic JF full back arch. He's on his oh, knees. Yes. He is fully arched backwards. He looks like a Greek Mohawk's god. Well, he does. Wielding a Telecaster. Yeah, like all of the good Greek gods. That is one of my favourite images of John Fashante I've ever seen in my life. Fantastic. What about when Chad comes? Well, you know, when it comes back in after into the last verse, yeah. And Chad comes in with his slightly different drum pattern. Yeah, it's left and right. I like it. it. It's actually left and right in the ears as well. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, I do. Now, shall we announce here quickly that we were, we are going on another podcast? Christ, we are. We are going on, and please look it up. Please the do. Flix Watcher podcast. We are. Flix Watcher. Flix Watcher. If you like this shit. <laughs> Then we, <laughs> God, please don't listen to this before we go on. Yeah, then you can listen to us on another podcast. Yeah, um, so I think we might have to be a bit more circumspect. 
<laughs> well, yeah, possibly just a little bit more on topic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I, honestly, we will have to. It's yeah. a great podcast, but they rarely stray into um, fake sponsorships or, or your China shops. No. Oh, wow. Well. Or whatever we talk about. We could go on the China Shop podcast. Oh, the Bull podcast. Imagine, <laughs> imagine bringing those two podcasts together. Yes. Wowzers, with us in the middle, keeping them apart. That would be wonderful. This could be the triple podcast sensation that the world's been waiting for. Yes. The China podcast. The, the Matador Bull podcast. And the us shop. in the middle of and the ring. It'd have to be a China shop, not just China. It would. It, oh, yeah, God, because if you do a podcast about China, it's such an all-encompassing subject. Too, Just the wall, honestly, is the wall is massive. Yeah, and a bull in China is is it's, me, it's far it's, less. It's insignificant. Than a bull in China. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, it's insignificant. <laughs> it is. However, in comparison, please do listen to the Flix Watcher podcast. It's yes. great, and yeah. we are going to be talking about the film. Would you like to announce it here? I believe we've confirmed it today. Hit me, brother. Watchmen. Watchmen. The Zack Snyder 2009 film. It was certainly around that time. I, I think I'm spot on. Mm. Watchmen. Mm. So, tune in to listen to us. We'll no doubt let you know when it is, because I think we're doing it late October. It is, yes. So, back to Around the World from this particular concert, or this particular show. Yes. The Swan, I've put verse three, generally strong. I, I think this one is, apart from sounding a little bit hoarse, mm. I think he's uh, absolutely spot on all the way through. I've put last chorus, JF backing, not great at all. He's absolutely all over the place. Doesn't matter to me. It matters to me. This is also the era where he has his microphone very, very high up. Yes, well... To the, the point where he has to almost stand on tiptoes looking upwards to sing. It was quite a common problem in those days. I fell into the trap of thinking that John always had his microphone upside down. Now, I know you're going to say that Josh has his microphone upside down, but I thought John always did. I did a little bit of research on this earlier on today. Particular topic. Yeah. And he never does. No. The only time he ever seems to have it was that Top of the Pop show where they played in the BBC, BBC Broadcasting House car park. Mm. And Flea also had his mic upside down. So it just looks like the tech set, it, set him up upside down. That's just the way it was. And uh, it's fooled you. It, 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 I feel like I've been incepted. More fool you, as they say. Yeah, more fool me for believing for Shunta had his mic upside down on a more regular basis. Yes. I feel like such a fool. Yes. Well, I'm raiding that language in, you see. Yeah, I thought I you could were going to I could have said any number I of things. I was concerned. I saw the fear in your eyes. But this is going to be a very, in terms of language, and it's in terms of... It's a watershed moment. ...topics, we are going to be more restrained uh, due to what happened... In the last episode. We had to redact. We had to redact some content because of its edginess. It was too edgy. Yeah. Too... Too rimmy. <laughs> we'll move past that. Yeah. Um, now, uh, 4.30. No, yeah. I'm moving past that. 5.02. Oh, what a time. John makes a bit of a fluff on the early part of the outro. It's a great outro, though. It all does come together nicely. Yes. 5.15, though. That swan does that octopus dance. Did you see him dance that? He does, I mean, yes. that man knows how to move. He is... Well... Wait, I know I say that. Does he know how to move? He just goes with the flow, and uh, luckily for him this time, it paid off. His body becomes imbued with the spirit of the music, and he does whatever he wants to do. But in those days, you know, he just... Whatever he did was right. I'm not saying anything he does now is wrong, particularly, but it was just so natural back then. Sometimes now, his performances seem a bit more forced. You have to be careful... 
because we're going to get a new album. We're going to get new live performances. Good. I and hope presumably, we do. as we said on earlier podcast, we will be between the Swan and Chad. Mm. Well, all I'm saying is that in, in, this show has made me wish I was back there. I can't help it. No, that's I fair feel. enough. That's fair enough. Back there, maybe at Reading, sat in that big river of piss that we were sat in. Effluence. I'll change mm. that to effluence. That's a yeah. That's a better, we, better we chose our, we, we chose our our, our camping spot poorly, unwisely. Yes. Yes. Well, it was it was clear there was no one else there, which was fantastic. Oh, it was great. That one, but it was it was the toilet, and as we yeah, it was the runoff from the uh, portable toilets. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it which was. is why but we no had, one else we had it to there. ourselves. But as we've said before, what a day. What a great, great day. It was a fantastic day. So, and it is... It, well, we, you, I think we've gone into this, haven't we? We didn't only just see the chilies. We saw Offspring. Offspring, yeah. Uh, Silverchair. Yeah. Others. Assorted other bands. Yeah. That, I, they're the only bands I saw, and I can't even vouch for Silverchair. I saw Offspring and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Because I spent most of the day sat in a, in a mixture of poo and wee. Yeah, well, it was so enjoyable. Well, I was drinking beer, so... Everything was good. Happy, I was, I was literally as happy as a pig in shit. Mm. And I, I use half of that with the real meaning of the word literally. That was the shit part. I was mm. not a pig. Oh, no. um, at 5.34 after the song, Flea shakes his hands like that. Yeah, well. That me hands are tired. Loosening them up is very often the way, isn't it? My heart is open in the cosmos. That shit is all opened up in the cosmos. Great. Are so, you Flea? No. Conceivably, says the great man as they move into this next tune. Give it away. Just give it away. Yeah. Come on, Brother Bean. Are we recording it? Yeah. <laughs> Brother Bean, what did you make of that? <laughs> Shocked. Uh, yeah, no. In a state of shock. Uh, it was fantastic. What, what, what did I make of what you just did? Or, or give no, it away? The song Give It Away or not? <laughs> From off the map. That was great. Yeah, it's good. I mean, you know, we've spoken about Give It Away a fair amount already on this podcast, and we haven't even done Blood Sugar Sex Magic. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it's, a, it's a well-known track, and here, performed with decent energy. Oh, great energy, I think. Yeah, de- well, decent energy. Yeah, okay, well, do you? <laughs> average energy. <laughs> no, above average, I would say. Okay. Well, I say great, so... Yes, and I say above average. Decent. Uh, decent. Um it's, it's, it's actually a very good performance. I think one thing I did appreciate throughout that is just watching Chad and just watching him just yeah. lay down that backbeat. Could not agree more. If you just take the time, I would say, because we don't talk about Chad enough when we're talking. We focus on the three, um, the three men who stand on the stage. And the standers. Yeah, the stand boys. We sometimes forget the sit boy. The sitter. Yeah, and he is laying down some stuff here, which is absolutely phenomenal. It's tremendous. The myth 
Smith. Chad the well, Myth Smith. There is, a, there is a reason why he, over the years, has garnered the nickname Chad the Myth Smith. Hmm. Well, I think that's because we invented it. Well, it is. Primarily. Yes. But but he's a tremendous drummer. He's very, very good. And here he's rock solid. You've got that... And better r- than rock solid. No, I'd say he is... He's well, rock. What's better than rock solid? Well, rock solid, to me, would sort of be an indication of someone who's just reliable. Well, what about if you were to say he was flipping exceptional? Yes. I, there, there, I would say that does it more justice. Yes. It starts off with that wonderful, you're going to get yours. And this is a different version yeah. of... Because the swan comes in. Oh, uh, Flea is exposed here. Because at one point, Flea oh, goes. God, is he? <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he goes and starts screaming something, but no noise comes out, and then it quickly cuts away from him. Ah, right. So Flea, not not so much Flea being exposed. The editing no, being the exposed. The editing, right. right. Okay. So um, that kind of just cements what we already knew. Yeah, it's a ridiculous choice of how to release a live performance because it makes no fucking sense. No, it makes less than no sense. It's n- completely nonsensical. Yes. Sense shouldn't even be brought into the conversation. Sense went out of when the When talking about this particular decision. Those drums, though, you just spoke about, Chad. The second thing I've got written down is drums, huge, toms. When he's doing that, you're going to get your section. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely massive. And the swan is, during that, you're going to oh, get us. The yeah, swan yeah. Is, is on fire. But, but it, again, it's... A, it's uh, controlled aggression. And I've put powerful swan, but it's, a, it's another example of... It's probably what you were watching. Right, it's exactly what you were watching. It is, yeah. But the swan is... Then his lip sync goes completely out. Oh, God, I mean, you've just got to let times. that... You've got to let that slide. If you're going to watch this, you've just got to accept it. Let it slide and try and enjoy the enjoy the sounds mm. if not always the 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 visuals i've got 626 remember on the full version here great three shot before it kicks into the main riff of the guys the three stage guys the three standards yeah the three standards <laughs> 647 three guys clearly having fun it's kicked in it's kicked off mm. and they are loving it they're absolutely loving it yeah they are and it's good. it's nice to see john play this song and enjoy it I've always felt that because obviously after the release of Blood Sugar, things went south. Things went south and he didn't necessarily enjoy the times he did play this song live. He wasn't necessarily in a very good place. And so it's nice to see him playing it you know, during this time and, and whenever he plays it and enjoying it. Because yeah. it's a good, it is a great song, and it, I know it's been overplayed, and that unfortunately a lot of good songs do suffer from this particular problem. But the reason they they become so popular is because they are very good songs. Well, I can say um, for a close fact that it probably played it one hundred eighteen times since the release of Californication. Yeah, and that's one. That's a lot. It is a lot. Yes, it's a hundred eighteen. Which is a lot. I mean, compared to infinity, it's not a lot. It's a very small number. But compared to zero... It's quite large. Great delivery by the swan. Yeah, the swan, again, I think he's he's just cementing himself during this period as a solid live performer. He's very, very solid. You can see John attack on verse one attacking the strings. And that really informed the way he's, you know, he's bringing it down. He's not mm. on that riff. Bam, 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 bam. He's, he's mute. We've said it before. It's a GTP. Ooh. He's muting strings so he can fully strum strings. Yes. It's the old mutant strum. It doesn't tie up to the visuals, unfortunately. But as I... Nothing th- does. Th- this was one of the things that I watched pre-us forming the lukewarms. Mm. And it informed the way that I had to learn to play the guitar. 
yes. in order to play Red Hot Chili Pepper stuff because I de- I just did not play the guitar like that previously. No, that's right, and I think you been you were the beneficiary of your time in the, in the Red in the Lukewarm Chili Peppers. Oh, massively! I, I was the best guitarist I ever was in my life up to that point yeah. because I learned to play in the style of John Frusciante. I won't say that I played like John Frusciante or anywhere close, but I played in the style of John You Frusciante. mimicked his style. Yes, I played in the style of John yes. Frusciante. No, but, um, you know, and ever since then, you've always said to me, I love playing the chilies. Yeah, I, I do, because it's so rhythmic. It's so... Yeah. It's a way of... What happens when you play the chili style as opposed to just playing normal electric guitar or acoustic guitar where you tend to get the calluses on the tips of your fingers. Yeah. When you play in the John Frusciante style, I always got the calluses slightly to the uh, to the right, on my left hand, to the right of the middle of my fingers. Mm. You got them on, obviously... Slightly off-centre off callus, if you like. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It's, it's, a, it's a CTP, a callus technical point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's well, where I got my calluses. If, you, you know, if you're going to talk about give it away... 25 times on one podcast. You're going to have to get to the calluses eventually. Absolutely. Um, now, what I like is it comes out the first chorus and goes into the second verse, is John runs a chord into, where he's playing the, the, the more open chords before he goes back into the main riff. Mm. That rides through just for a little bit, and it really works yeah. perfectly for me. It's not the perfect way of doing it, but it sounds... It sounds great, and well, that's part of what I like about this song is in, within John's part. There's a lot of variation and there's a lot of experimentation. You talk about variation. You've brought up the perfect point there, because on that verse, on verse two, he um, instead of playing the first couple of times, he plays the bam 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 yeah. thing. But for the majority of that, he plays a smoother descending line. Bam, 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 mm. version, and lets that ride, and it gives the whole song a different dynamic, slightly feel. different feel altogether. Yeah, yeah. it's really well. Good. That's right, and it's a subtle difference, but it makes a big difference within the overall feel of the song. Well, the reason it does that is because you've got the rest of the band remaining tight and doing the same thing. So you've got yeah. the myth keeping the groove going, and you've got Flea playing that lovely as we've. We've never really analysed that, but it's the open E. Well, we're not allowed to. No, really. we're not allowed to. But at this stage, oh, it's the open A for the verses, isn't it? And then he slides up the octave. Um, he keeps that nice and tight, and John is just playing then a slightly looser mm. guitar line. Yeah, yeah. It and it's really that good. it's that which rings out more than more than those steady parts. Yeah, because you hear the um, the more staccato part, the bam, 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 all the mm, time. Mm. Whereas it's not that often that you hear the bam, bam, bam. That other variation. Yeah, yeah that's right. It, I, I think it sounds good, and it sounds just just nice to see John at that time expressing himself with a guitar. And by God, he looks good. It's something that we you know we never thought we'd see again. And by this time, obviously, he's one hundred and eighteen shows in. So you could have seen it 118 times. Yeah. But for most of us, this was a, a real sort of, not necessarily a first time, we'd, we'd, well, we'd, twice seen, we'd seen it twice. Yeah. Yeah, but but to, to be able to sit and watch it on, on the television, mm, if you will, and enjoy it and take it in and just think, the chilies with John, this is what it's about now and this is what life's going to be like for the next few years and my word. Well, didn't we say to each other, presumably what's going to happen is he's going to come back, record a fantastic record-breaking album. Yes. They will then record a slightly more melodic album 
do an incredible tour featuring some incredible live performances, mm. they will then record a double album, mm. which will take them to the number one spot, and then John will, John will leave. John will then leave again. And I think then, that's uh, what we said in, in 99, Well, it? we went further, didn't we? We then said... Ah, yes. <laughs> so we, talk me through the next, the next bit. Well, you said that, and I said, Ben, I think you're correct. Mm. Um, let me... Elucidate on what I think will happen. After that, I think John will then go into a period of plinky-plonk. Mm, electronic music. Um, I said, no way, Jose. You did. And, and I said, my name isn't Jose. Mm. Please... Refer to me by my... By Samuel, Tone, Tony, Rames. Uh, is that it? Simpson. Simpson sometimes, but never, <laughs> never, never in my life before now. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly Tone, Rames. Or... Yeah, uh, I said, there will be plinky plunk. <laughs> then there will be a period of consolidation. A fantastic solo section. Then crazy the plinky plunk. Yes, yes, but yes. Then he will eventually... Rejoin, and I said, I bet what happens is, you know, that guy who's playing backup guitar on the Stadium Arcadian tour, which is yet to happen, yes, <laughs> but no, and also did some wonderful solo records with that, that man, John Fashante. Yes, I bet he will be selected by the band to take over. Yes, his guitar, which will put John's nose slightly out of joint for a few years. Yes, and his this this other man, let's call, <laughs> yes. for example, call him Josh Klinkhofer. If you want, his guitar will be too low in the mix for a, for a quite a long time, <laughs> for, a period, for an extended period of time. However, then we he will get more confident. They will release a frankly fantastic album. Yes, then with very few guitar solos. Yes, almost no guitar solos, and all of them just noise solos. Yes. That would be called I'm With You, I suggested. During that time, the swan will still sound very good and still be very muscly. Yes, he'll be muscly and great. But I I said to to you... You did. You're not going to believe this. Yes. The swan is going to take to wearing a cap that says off... Yes. And, wear a, and ha- grow a silly moustache. And I said, no way. <laughs> no way, Jose. <laughs> yeah, and I said, I'm not called Jose. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But then we, we went a little bit further into the future. We, well, we did. I, I said, whether or not you're right there, Ben, mm. I certainly have a feeling about what will happen after that. And I said, I think I'd like to hear what you've got to say. And what did you say? <laughs> well, I said, I think it will involve another album with this Josh Klinghoffer character. And who will uh, produce this album, I said to you. <laughs> and I said, I think he's going to be named after my favourite cartoon character. Penfold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And no, he'll I be, was, you said to me he'll be called Brian... Danger Mouse. Burton. And I was proven... Exactly completely correct. Right. Is Burton that actually the surname? <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so basically, that's a conversation we had back in ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine, circa nineteen ninety nine. I think it was actually in two thousand. Yes, yeah, it was. And um, I think we both agreed. Yeah. Then. Yes. As we se- do now, that second album. Yes. Released with Josh Klinghoffer, who, by God, did a fantastic job. He did, and was treated. Some call him a place saver. Well, he saved the band. Others call him a space saver. <laughs> but yeah. he was treated shoddily. The second album wasn't so good. No, and and now John's back. Yes. As we predicted. Yes, so great times. Yes. Well, you actually did predict that. I did. Uh, can you um, just pause it for a moment? Yeah. 
We're back. Sam's precious wife had to come into the room to get a phone charger. She did. No, so, my, my phone. Oh, really? Oh, really? It doesn't uh, matter. To watch our, it no, it doesn't matter why. No, no. But let's get back to give it away. 8 minutes 16 on the full version of this, Flea's Choices. It's a breakdown where he's not playing the thing. Do you see what he, he fronts up to the side camera? Mm, and, and does, does that a, lovely. That lovely. Yeah, well, you're doing it, and I, find, I found it slightly... No, well, I laughed out loud when Flea did it then. Because yeah. he does that quite often. That it's guy. classic Flea. It's a tremendous move. It, I think if anyone else did it... It would be unacceptable, to say the least. But the when he least. does it with his guitar, with his bass guitar slung to one side, yeah, and his head behind his back and his yeah. hips all thrust, he in the looks solos. fantastic. It's great. It kicks back in. What do you make of the solo? The first solo. Well, it's bad. It's I, bet, I bet you know what I'm going to say. <coughs> Excuse me, I was struggling there with some uh, excess Air. area. <laughs> yeah, um, it's basic. It's plinky. It's too plinky for me. Yeah, well... I don't like this kind of thing. No. What, a guitar? Well, no, plinky guitar. I don't like plinky for Shante give it away solos. I, I like some, some something more. What I do like here is the build, because the first solo is very low-key, and the second solo is he stamps on the, the DS2, yeah. and he gives everything. But I, I, this, for me, is too plinky. Yes, it is. It, it's noticeably plinky, and I think that says it all, really. Yeah, what I did in the Lukewarms days was I stood on the DS2 and I replicated the backwards solo from the first one. So it was quite simple, mm. but it had body. Uh, yeah. Because I feel here it drops out too much. Yeah, no, I agree. It's um, Unfortunately, it stands out for all the wrong reasons. What I will say, though, as I... Delve. A, delve into generic... Into generic blue cool box. Cool box and pull out... Yet more carling. Fantastic and sweet, sweet carling. Yeah, that stuff will not get you very drunk. No, it will. Will it? Yeah, if you drink 14 of them. Oh my God, have you got the hiccups? No, no, just a bit gassy. It's the old... uh, It's the old sessionable brew dog. Oh, it's sessionable, all right. Screw you, brew dog. Screw you, brew dog. This beer's sick. (laughs) (laughs) But coming out of that plinky, plinky soda. (laughs) Yeah. John plays four big bends. Actually, and though, sick means good now, doesn't it? It does. What's, What's that? <laughs> I think you've turned oh, your no, phone on. No, I need my phone. Hang on, pause it. <laughs> okay, back off pause. Um, there was some trouble with some Bluetooth technology. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. But as I was saying, you can hear those four big bends from John coming out of the Plinky Plonky solo. Yes. And what you'll notice is, as he plays those bends, he gets noticeably more overdriven. Mm. Now, I've got a, as a guitarist, here out there, California, and then he fell off your chair. Ah. Um, I've got a question there, because yeah, sure. in order to increase the drive, where he's clearly striking the strings four times to get those bends... Strike He's going one, two, three, four. Lucky me. Yes. John's playing the one, two, three, four bends. The drive increases noticeably. So you a, you're turning up your volume part. B, you've got a volume pedal. C, there is no C. There's just the two. I've looked into it. Right. Well, He's clearly not turning up his volume part because he's striking the strings. Shit. But he doesn't have a volume pedal on his board at that stage. I believe. I looked into it. He had quite a minimalistic board here on the Cali Tour. Well, yes. It looks like I went on the uh, the interwebs. It was just a just a Boss CE1 chorus ensemble. Yes. 
Uh, the C5, if you want to replicate that sound, is the modern version. And Ibanez WH-10Y, which is no longer available. <laughs> Shame. An MXR Phase 90, which is... Good. Electroharmonics Russian Big Muff Pie, which we spoke about before. Still available. A Boss DS2 Turbo Distortion. Readily available. A Boss DS1 Distortion. Discontinue. Unsure. <laughs> <laughs> but what's lacking there you'll notice is a volume pedal to turn the volume up with your foot to increase the drive All right. so how on this thing is he doing it with that volume pedal but yet increasing the drive on those four bends it's a mystery it's a GTP to be investigated sure listeners dive in please do the water is warm come join us <laughs> yeah. In this pool of uncertainty. Oh, and it is uncertain. It is, but hopefully not for too much longer. Verse 3. This one sounds so good. He's having a great time here. He's The shackles are off, so to speak. They certainly are. When does the top come off? Is not it off yet. already? Not yet. No. 905. Uh, what I like particularly like about this version is um, John plays a little pausey fill here, and the others continue as normal. Little pausey A little pausey Now That's a little like a little Philip Lee's work. I say, he's a lovely man. Little pausey fell. Frustrating to talk to. So pausey. Yeah. But the rest of the band continues normal. What happens later on in the years is they all kind of stop on that section, reeling with the feeling down, boom, mm. continue. Whoa. Whereas what happens here is it's just John playing that and the rest of it continues more smoothly. Yes. Much prefer that to what happens later on. Well, yeah, I mean, I know what you're saying, but I just get wrapped up in the whole thing by this point. I don't. When they do that live, it hacks me right off. Oh, no. Yeah. Also an interesting thing, 9.24, did you notice a Solo 2 comes up? I did. I mean, it's been such a long time since we listened to it now. (laughs) (laughs) I can hardly remember it. (laughs) But at 9.24 minutes on the full version. (laughs) Sure. As John's getting ready to play a solo... Flea stamps on the um, his boost pedal to up his bass for the... Um, that's where it drops to E minor, uh, well, E. Mm. Flea's playing the open E string there. But it's just as John off-camera steps on his DS2, so you get the feedback, and it looks like Flea is creating the guitar feedback with his own oh, pedal. Geez. And when I saw that, I thought, hoochie mama. What the hell is going on here? What the hell is going on? Well, you've just explained it. So. Yeah, so this, uh, we all understand now. <laughs> solo 2. Talk to me about Solo 2. Smothered, dripping in DS2 distortion. Is it better or worse than the Plinky Plonky? Well, of course it's better. It's far more full-bodied, which is what we were yearning for in Solo 1. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a progression, a natural progression, some would say. Yeah, I it's... personally feel like Solo 1 was too stripped back. Yeah. But Solo 2 is fine. And by this point, obviously, they're all going, they're all absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So, and so are we as an audience. Flea on the last verse fills all over the place, sounds absolutely phenomenal, yeah. And Rick Rubin gave him the advice on the album don't play complicated on Give It Away because mm-hmm. you saw on the, um, the, uh, we've seen it all, haven't we? Yeah, we've seen it on Funky Monks, yeah, that, that very advice. But here, when you don't live, I think that works. Oh, it does, it does because the energy levels are so high. That it just feeds into that, into that. So yeah, I, I've got no, no, really no problem with this. As a performance of "Give It Away," I think this is top marks. Top marks. Top marks. What? Uh, why it increases in marks on from my point of view 
is they don't wank about too much at the end. No. They do a little bit of slowing it down. Yeah, but not so much. Then they do a big outro, and it doesn't go on too long. What really, as as I've said before, what hacks me off about watching the Chili's live is for the amount of time they spend doing other things... Tossing around. If you will, they could fit in three or four more songs. Mm. Yeah, but I don't mind a lot of the stuff they do live... But I do know what you mean about Give It Away particularly. I think primarily that might stem from the fact that it's usually played played at the end. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. That that has has an effect on on the way they play it and the extension of the song, I think. But yeah, no, this this is a great version. Once again, we're in the midst of a fantastic era. Yeah. Uh, I just think it was a joy... And uh, there's something really joyous coming up as well, so can we move on? Shall we find out what it is? I know what it is, and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Baby boy, it's your time. Is it? Yes. Now we're going for a bear. A dove is a glove that I wear on my heart. And though I like to dress smart, it doesn't have any part of the world of fashion. And you're there to put me down. And I'm sick of the frowns that follow me around I would like this guy But there's no reason why I should sit in this world With the notes of a girl turned up so loud and Okay, so Sam and uh, myself got excited, I think, about Scar Tissue Forgoing the fact that John does play a snippet of usually, usually just oh, a no, t-shirt I number knew three that. I knew that So you were excited about that? I love that song. Well, I have to say, pardon me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, that is not in my canon of great for Shante albums. No. I mean, uh, I, well, I could be educated. Maybe I yes. must be. I, no, I, mean, I know what you mean. Obviously, it's l- less accessible than some of his later work. Well, you say less accessible, I'll say not as good. Yes, okay. But I, 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 there are certain, certainly a number of songs on that album that I do like, this being one of them. Well, I call it Hashtag 3. Yes, I, <laughs> I call it uh, Untitled Number 3 or uh, usually just a T-shirt number 3. Hashtag 3. Um, however, he did uh, play... Well, in fact, you, you tasked me with... Doing some research. Do you want me to switch, you want me switch the light on? Uh, no, no, it's fine. And I undertook that research this afternoon at lunchtime mm. and immediately went down a rabbit hole, which led me to... Oh, where did it lead ...watching you? five songs of John's live ATP performance. Not ATP. Because as I'm sure you're all aware, he played Untitled Number 3 at ATP. Not only that, I was there. No. Yes. 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 No. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was. It was a fantastic time. Obviously, we all we all yes, butter birds, etc. Did it become known as the standout solo performance that John would ever perform? Yes, yes, it did. And I was there. Great stuff. So I got sucked in a little bit to watching various songs from that. Thoroughly enjoyed it. But then I said to myself, "How did your research go on this claw, particular?" Claw yourself back, son. Board. Claw yourself back. Anyway, um, it's the fifteenth song on. Uh, Neandras go on what oh yeah I suppose yeah, or yeah, the enough. third song yeah, on yeah, the yeah. second half usually just a t-shirt yes and that's all I've put 
Right, well, <laughs> thank you for going so in depth. <laughs> yeah. Had I known that, yeah, you could have done that yourself. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have bothered. No, but then it goes into. Mm. I mean, it's a, it's a lovely little performance of that. It is, but it is actually it's notable because his performance of it there is is as we've spoken about his vocal delivery on the other songs. There is a big difference between that and what he does. Uh, what he's what he did at ATP, for example. I'll have to take your your um. The delivery is much is is much rawer. Yeah, and but his voice got richer, didn't it? Yes, yeah. It, it, it's just it, you know he just wasn't as developed as a singer, as a as a performer. He was coming back. He was still, he, you know, hundred eighteen shows in though. Hundred, uh, yeah. But as I say, that was him then. Oh, I I tell you what might happen in the future. This is him now. <laughs> But no, it, I enjoyed it. It's Stop a shame there's only, the half of it. there's only half of it, though. Uh, the second half of it's been taken out. So, Well, it goes into a tune that we've spoken about before. Yes. That it's called, and it's, a great, and it's my favourite Red Hot Chili Pepper songs we've spoken about before. Well, it's, it's, it's in my top three songs ever recorded. Mm. Yes. And it's called Scar Tissue. Scar Tissue that I wish you saw. Side captain, Mr. Know It All. I close your eyes and I'll kiss you Cause with the birds I'll share With the birds I'll share this lonely view With the birds I'll share this lonely Talk to me openly and honestly about what you made of this particular performance of Scar Tissue. Well, the first thing I noticed is that he's got the... If we're playing um, Hashtag 3, mm. he's got the uh, pickup selector on the bridge pickup selector so it's very trebly mm. you'll notice that he, he starts playing scar tissue on the bridge uh, pickup and then halfway through but quite quickly switches to the neck pickup to get that more mellow scar tissue sound i did notice that and it's a big quite aggressive change yeah yeah um which is a bit of a weird start it is yeah, but you've, but you've got to make it, presumably. And as I said, I don't, I, I, I will never sit here and tell people that I'm the, a huge fan of the early John solo stuff because I'm no, not. No, no. Maybe that is very trebly. Maybe it was played on acoustic guitar. Do I know? I don't it know. It, well, yeah, yes, somewhere it was. Um, it's an interesting choice, given the choice to have that, to have hashtag three. Played on played the, there that very trebly and then have to switch because it's a very sudden switch, isn't it? Did it happen in that order? Who knows? Because there is a cut. I mean, we can talk about yeah. There's a definite cut. There's a so. video cut, but it probably did. I think okay. it did because it's a very sharp cut. Yeah. But otherwise, why would you still be on the wrong pickup? Well, it might have been another song. Mm, no, I think I think we can believe that. Okay, we will believe it. Um, yeah. Swan though sounds great on verse one. Everyone is playing well on on the first the first part of this song. Everyone is locked in. Yes, and playing great. Oh, I would I would certainly go along with that. At the beginning, I think I was fooled by what? Let's start the song by the quality. Ah, do you think it descends? Well, worse? I just think it, this is no slain. No, well, no, it's not. This is proto John. This is proto slain. But this is this is interestingly this <laughs> is no no. Hear me out. Hear me out. This is how Scar Tissue was, was written and intended early on. This is the song in its purest form. Maybe not its purest form. 
Well, by definition, not its purest form. No, not its purest form, but certainly close to. By the time you get to Slain, it's a beast. It is. It, it turns into something more, doesn't it, by the time yeah. you get to those big performances. Yeah. But here, this is, this is basically the song they wrote together with John uh, you know, coming back to the guitar and the solos that you get here are probably more reminiscent of what he was able to do at that time, right at the beginning of when it you know, first was spawned. Um, so for that, I, for that reason, I like it and appreciate it. But obviously, our judgment is slightly clouded by what, what we know it would become, which is a well, perfectly performed. And, you know, John, for all the good John does here, his, I mean, the backing vocals are weird. Because right, I think, is it Flea? Is it Flea making the funny noise? Right, okay. The first time Flea comes in, he's very, very, very so-so. Yeah. He does get better later on in the tune. Oh, I've not really got a problem with, with the quality of his delivery. It just sounds a bit funny. Yeah, it's because he's not doing it very well the first time he comes in. Because yeah. you get a couple of choruses where it's just a swan. Yeah. Then you get a chorus where it's... And the swan is exposed. Yeah, when he's well, he's do- always exposed on Scott. But when he's doing the high on his own, yeah. he's... Actually, well, you've, you've used the word horse a few times mm. this episode. When he's going into the word view, mm. lonely view, yeah. this is where I first really noticed it. And he does get exposed. Yeah. Because John's not seeing that. No, no, that's right. Um, but I will say this uh, about the, the good... Let's talk about the good things about the song. Yes. It's not a plinky-plonky solo, because I came out of this and thought, no. John's solo one, I thought, is that, any, is, is that good? It's interesting. And then I thought, yes, it is. I'd rather have this than, than plinky-plonky. Yeah, it's more full-bodied. Yeah, well, he's sticking on the, the DS2, and he's audaciously essentially playing just three notes for that yeah, first solo. Yeah. And I really, really like it. Yeah, I like I, I, I enjoyed it. And I think, obviously, so the, the outro solo, so to speak, is... Well, that's proto-slain, because it gets... Yeah, it's closer to what we, what we, what yeah, we yeah, came yeah. to know. Because you get, on the outro solo, you do get the, the, um, the myth with that, um, yeah. with that snare roll. And you do get John coming in with the tried and tested triplets there. Yeah, it yeah. just doesn't go on for as long that's as it right. does later that's on. That's right. Yeah, I think, it, like I said, I enjoyed it for several reasons. Purely the song itself and the performance, everyone's playing well. But just to see it there as it was in those days, as opposed to what it would later become, I, it's just you know nice to see it in more of its pure form, with John closer to being the guitarist he was when he wrote it, uh, to, to what he you know would later become as well. Look, I think that's a fair point as well. And I think quite often we are looking at what happens later on in the career of John Frusciante and the Chilies, where yeah. things do get bigger. They do get bigger. Actually, it is quite nice to, to look at uh, something that happened a couple of years after release or a year after release for yeah. 2000, when this was recorded. It was, of course, released in 2001. And the progression it hasn't happened. It's not the, virtuo, not the virtuistic guitar player that we come to know and love. That's right. We just have to love him at this stage in his career. Oh, and we do. And we will say that we do love him. I don't necessarily agree with wearing those loose boxers. No, I mean, that's very late 90s. It is. I mean, you know, I'm more of a tight boxer man. So am I. I'm well packed in, nothing hanging anywhere. Well, hanging to the left. Um, But not. So those boxers. Not not flopping about. Those boxers just always ride up above your your jeans. Yeah. So So for that, you know, I would say it's nice to see him. It, it, at that time, well, if you talk but about his choice man, of underwear is if you talk about man physically and his harsh lighting, 
what you're seeing is a man in a pair of trainers. Let's build him up from the ground up. Mm, okay, yeah. He's Train, wearing a training pair, shoes. He's wearing a pair of training shoes or trainers, if you will. They later on became to be known as trainers. Yes. He's then wearing a pair of slacks, it seems. Yes. So classic, classic, classic John. Classic John, yes. Then those boxer shorts, those loose ones that always rode up, you're right. It's a problem. Back in the 90s, you were wearing very fluffy boxer shorts with not quite tight elastic round. And because they, the, the gusset, if you will, yes. hung lower than your sections, yes. they would then ride up like they are doing on John. Yes, and it was a problem, and it's proven to be a problem here. I'm sure he's changed to a, a tighter boxer. Only time will tell. Mm. I'm assuming that will be one of the first things they confirm when they tour again. Well, presumably that will be in the new album, Liner Notes. It will, yes. Is it still a 90s loose boxer, a 2000s tight boxer, or even a Y? Sure. I mean, he is 50. He might have changed to the Y. Mm. You can never tell now. No, he's worn, they've worn Ys before, haven't they? On on stage and in, on various they've other worn shoots. many things. And sometimes not, not nothing. Anyway. Yeah. So, build, but building John from the ground up. Hmm. We see that he starts off as a, a, a trainer, goes to the trousers, and then gets to the boxers. But where I want to get to is sure. the torso. Right. Because in this harsh lighting... Hmm. He does look... My God. You said he's got 0% fat on him. I noticed it on this song. That guy's got 0% fat on him. I reckon he's, he's got a 12-pack. He's all muscle. He's, it's incredible. Incredible. He, he looks so, so good. He went through his difficult periods, as we know. Well, lean. But he's as fit as a fiddle here. Well, he, the guy is... Possibly fitter than a fiddle. Well, how fit is a fiddle? Very, very fit. How fit's a cello? Well, it's well, fatter than a fiddle, isn't less it? less fit, yeah. 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 Um, fit as a banjo? How fit's a banjo? Very fit. <laughs> Let's get on. I'd like to get on to the third solo. Sure. No, the second solo. Because here he's doing those big slides. Bam, 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 bam. distorted on DS2. What did you make of that solo? The second solo? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think... Are we still talking about Scottish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, as we touched upon earlier, it's, it's edging towards... You know, uh, the, the solos more, being more recognisable to the live solos that would go on to be played. Well, I call this one the in between It's very simple. He's just kind of going octaves up, mm. but it is heavily distorted. Yes, it, it's a it's a simple trick, but it's very effective. Very effective, and especially for a guitarist who at this stage isn't the most technically confident. Well, as we said, he's proto John. Funny last verse, I will say, because I think John gets himself slightly confused. And slightly he, makes he, that. Yeah, he plays the same chord for the whole time. Mm. Um, I've done that myself at, at my actual wedding. I completely screwed the song up, as we've said before. But it's funny to see John do it. It is, but it, that just goes to show, you know, that can happen. Uh, mate, hang on. I've got to talk about some swan chat. Oh. Breakdown, you know the breakdown, where the, everything drops out apart from the, um, the guitar and the drums. Yes. Well, and the vocals. I think it's just a bass that drops in. The swan hits a pose where he holds his arm horizontally. Oh, yes. But lifts his knee up. And he holds that pose, and I time this, for five seconds. And he only drops out of it when Flea comes back in. So what a relationship they have. 
Yeah. I believe Lee said to him, Do you, it. Yeah, if I'm not playing, you know what position you've got to into. that pose. Yeah. And it's a very significant pose. And the Swan actually has his knee up a lot in this song. Yeah. He's very knee uppy, I think, throughout this whole, this whole gig. I, but I think the Swan actually, you know, as we've said, he, sounds, he does sound very good here. It's be- much better than the first performance when he's still with his long hair. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's a. That was raw. Yeah, I mean that was raw. That was beyond rough. raw. Yeah, it wasn't even. It's was hard to listen to. Yeah, but then, no, this is this is very good, and and obviously by this point, scar tissue has become a huge hit. I don't consider any performance of scar tissue that was performed with the Swan with long hair, no, as to be real. I know, I know what you're saying, but yeah. it did happen. No, it didn't. Well, it, it did. Man didn't land on the moon. No. Um, the Earth is flat. Yes. And the swan never performed scar tissue with long hair. They are my three core beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a very wise man. You're a very wise man. But no, no I think to, to round off scar tissue, I think we'd both agree that it was actually surprisingly enjoyable and maybe a performance that we would watch again just to cleanse our soul of what it has become. Not because we don't like what it's become, but we enjoy it in its... More natural form. That's how I feel. I couldn't disagree more. I love what it became. <laughs> and I'm going to enjoy Slap My Kiss. Okay. Well, I'm sailing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Should have been, could have been, would have been dead if I didn't get the message going to my head. I am what I am. Most motherfuckers don't give a damn. Yo, coming out of Suck My Kiss, mm. live at whoever went, whoever played it, wherever it was, if I was going to say to someone, this is Suck My Kiss live by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I would have no shame in showing them this. You cannot argue against that, surely. I'm not going to. It was very good. Very, very good. How good would you say? I say it's very, very, very good. I say it's ten. Out, I say ten out of ten. That's energy, huge. commitment, sounding fantastic. Mate, the Swan sounds phenomenal. The Swan's got here. his top off. Oh, tops are off. He top. tears it off at the start of the song. Yeah, man. I mean, that guy. The Swan's always like in good shape. He's like a bull in the china shop. But here, he is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. He's torn. He's ripped. He's ripped on. They call him. <laughs> is he? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, is he going to get drunk and try to break into a bank? Then get arrested then shortly after die? Possibly. It's all conceivable. Will he be in the, the uh, oh, that fantastic programme where he was the producer of the TV show? Not the Jerry... Oh, fuck me. Oh, hang on. Gone. No. No, we mustn't. We must move on. We must. The um, we don't. We, don't we, are, we are. a stream of consciousness. We, yes, we, we are. These we pauses must, must. pause it. It was called the. It's gone. Oh, can you look it up? California. Can you look up Rip Torn. He was in a, a show about a TV show. I used to love it, but my brain's been addled. Addled by the Carling. The Carling, darling. Rip Torn. Rip So anyway, going back to uh, the, like my kiss. Like my kiss. <laughs> what I mean. What is it that you so much enjoy about it? It's raw. It's brutal. 
Great slide in by John at Megan. And it's just such a fundamental riff. It's so simple to play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's not a lot complicated about this song. And what I love about it is the swan's immediately into it. The top comes off. He's flying around. Yeah, come on. Yeah. He's straight into it. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. the, it, the, it's the embodiment of the Blood Sugar Sex Magic era. Yeah. You know, the swan is straight in. They're all getting down to it. Okay, this is in the year 2000. 1999, perhaps. 2001. Sorry, I was trying to... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's recording 2000. 2000. So we're nine years on from, from Blood Sugar. Yeah. But it's, these songs still feel so fresh at yeah, this yeah. time this, for the band. Why it feels fresh is because it feels like they're being played like they were felt and played on the album. And I tell you what they missed out on as a band. Go on. Playing these songs like this. Yes. You know, you're talking nine years later, but this is the first time... The first tour where they're they're back together, they're back together yeah. playing Blood Sugar songs like they should have played them for the last nine years. Yeah, I mean you had Navarro playing "Suck My Kiss," and in fact Navarro said it was his favourite Chili song to play live. Yeah, you've had him playing other Blood Sugar Sex stuff, and he plays yeah. it really well. I'll yeah. give oh, Navarro no, yes. a due. Yeah, I mean there's great versions of Blood Sugar Sex Magic the song live. There's yeah. great versions of If You Have to Ask. Yeah, for God's sake, they made him play shit with a light bulb on his head where he couldn't see his guitar. And he still did it. But, but it wasn't this. No, it wasn't this. And this is this. And this is what it should have been like in 1992, for example, 1993. But it couldn't have been. No, John went away and... Then he but, came back. You know what they say? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. And it certainly did. And that's why we enjoyed this performance And absence so much. makes good songs sound better nine years later. Verse one. Right up the Swan Street. Oh my my God. God. He sounds so, so yeah. good. This performance of Suck My Kiss, I, I don't think you'll find a better version. No. I mean, the only thing I'll moan about is the way John plays the guitar solo, because it doesn't sound like I would have played it. But No, but you know, it, you know, that's fine. But it's the, it's the pure natural energy exuding from every band member. That just makes this song so special. And yes, okay, for many people it's overplayed. I think that's fair to say. No, I don't think so. I disagree with myself. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm disagreeing with what I just said. I think we have said that. We're both disagreeing. (laughs) I think we have said that at points. But Suck My Kiss was a song that dropped off the radar. Yeah. I think you got... It it was a single off Blood Sugar Sex. It was one of the latest singles, I think. Yes, yeah. And I remember you having the Suck My Kiss single. You remember me having a lot of singles, singles that I that never, you never remember having. But that's fine. Well, you did have the Suck Like a Single. There's the, for me, there's no doubt about the fact that such songs as Under the Bridge, Suck My Kiss, maybe because we played them in the band and we played them every show. I say show. Well, Suck My Kiss. We didn't play any shows per se, did we? Yeah, we did. did not like this. Well, no. I mean, we I mean, this in, is a show. Yeah, we, we played. We weren't in, I, I, I don't in don't a think proper you can, arena. I don't think you can call playing in a pub a show. No, but we played in clubs. That's a show. <laughs> I don't think any of them were shows. Okay, they were gigs. Right? Yeah, they were gigs, yeah. Um, but we but, played them every time. But Suck My Kiss is a great song to It's play. a great song, and but for, said, me, for me personally, it's a little bit, you know. Okay, well, I, I will say, as we've discussed before, we played three chilli songs at my wedding. Suck My Kiss was one of them. Yeah. And that went perfectly. Oh, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I love performing it. Now, I'll say when I played the solo, as per the Especially album, at your wedding. Yeah. It was the, the most special yeah, the thing important I've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. As per... I played the solo at my wedding as per the album. 
Mm. And on the footage of it, you can see you come up and crane your neck down to look at my guitar and my fingers during the solo. It's incredible. Then you whip your head backwards and get back into it. You've watched it closely. I've never seen this footage. Well, I'll bring it around. I've got it on DVD. Great. I'd love to see it. I'll stick it up on um, Insta slash Twitter slash the social media. Yeah, put it a little bit on the Insta. I think people would enjoy it. He's off. (laughs) We mustn't. Um, But what a performance. I mean, yes, it's very, very tight. It's tighter than tight. 1751. What a fantastic fill from Flea before going into verse two. He plays a real classic Flea fill. Yeah. I mean, this is prime suck my kiss. I've yes, just written is. that down. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think, you know, you can, you can analyse it and break it down as much as you want. But this is just an in-your-face physical attack on the senses. And, and it doesn't let up to the very end. I, I, and that, but I guess that's one of the things that Suck My Kiss delivers as an album track as well. Yeah, a slap on the senses, an assault on the senses. I mean, what, what's, we're about to hear another song from Blood Sugar. Which is a much more nuanced funkathon. Mm, right, certainly a funkathon. Um, and I think that's why Suck My Kiss fitted so well on Blood Sugar because it was much more of a. It, it was a bit more of a. There's an outlier. Sort of crossover between. It's more of a rock song. Yeah. Than, than what a lot of Blood Sugar was. Yeah, certainly, yeah. yeah. I've got a GTP and a PTP. A guitar technical point. And a. Pair? Yes, you're right. It's a pair technical point. What are you going to do with the pair? Conference pairs. Yes. Um, it's a pedal technical point. Oh. Okay. At 1827, on this full version, uh, on chorus two, you can see John, he's playing the DS2, which we know is a notoriously squealy feedbacky pedal if you're playing high volumes. You do have to be careful with that. Well, what you can see John doing is is turning the volume pot down in between those bits on the chorus where there's no sound. So do you call it a pot because you don't want to say knob? No, I call it a... I used to call it a knob. Yeah. Um, and then I thought... Well, then I started reading American magazines about playing the guitar. Yeah. And they said pot instead of knob. Mm. So... So do you call it a, a flower knob? No. <laughs> 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 I call them flower pots. As well. Yeah, I don't mind saying knob. No, no, no. No, it's just interesting that you would call a knob a pot. Yes, but, but not a pot a knob. No, certainly not. Look, I've got no so you, pro- don't cook, you don't use knobs to cook your vegetables in? No, I say that's a knob on the, um, on the oven. Yeah, of course it is. The heat knob. What, what well, do you call it? temperature knob. Yeah. Well, the oven knobs. Yeah, just the, the, the knobs. Yeah. I've got, as I say, I've got no problem about saying the word. That's fine. Not. I just wondered whether you know pot was you'd, you'd adopted it fully or partially. No, because I'm saying um, nob. I think if I'm saying knob for a volume yes. knob, yes. But I think what you're alluding a door to, knob is a knob. Though. Yes, and I think a, a volume knob. Well, a volume knob would be a knob, would it? I don't know. As well, I would say my. What is an nob? Uh, Look, all I'm saying is, <laughs> I think a cockknob is an uh, well, K-N-O-B. It, yes, it certainly is. I, I, don't, I don't think we need to refer to it as that again. <laughs> but I call it a pot. But uh, 1827, on this particular version of Suck My Kiss, at, at this particular place, wherever it may be, mm. John is turning down his pot 
mm. to stop the DS2 feeding back. Now, sure. you'll hear at 1836, slightly after, he doesn't turn down quick enough and it does squeal. The DS2, the Boss DS2 distortion pedal, which is... Well, it was notorious for that. that, and that's well, the- I found that all the time when I, was play- when I play with it. Yeah. And, I, and as I've said before, it's not my favourite distortion pedal. I find it nasally aggressive. And we'll get to that on the other side. <laughs> you sound like I'm taking a deep intake of breath, but it's not quite sure how to respond to that. To describe a, a, a foot pedal as nasally aggressive. <laughs> well, it is. Mm. Well, it that's, is. that's absolutely fine. It's, it's a signature John Fashante sound. And it's a fantastic pedal. However... It is nasally aggressive. Under the, yeah, in the wrong hands, it can be nasally aggressive. Well, I've never considered my hands to be the wrong hands. Well, now possibly you have. Under the wrong foot. Chorus three. Well, well maybe so, that's where you so were going wrong. Well, I've trying been, to yeah. operate with your hands. Yes. Well, I'm going to play the guitar with my feet. Uh, yeah. Well, stop operating your pedals with your hands. That's the problem. That's I mean, the problem. Considering you were doing that, you did a damn fine job. I certainly did, and I've got video footage of this as well. Although there are, and I mean, this is a slightly more serious point. There are very, very talented foot painters and foot guitarists. Yeah, but do they turn their pedals on with their hands? Well, no, the reason they play guitar with their feet is because normally they're paralysed. <laughs> or... Okay, they've got no hands. But, <laughs> well, not necessarily they haven't got any hands, but... Should we skip on past this? <laughs> Don't get hand No, I know. I'm just saying that there, you know, it is possible to paint a very nice birthday card with your feet. Absolutely, and I will say this. Our grandmother <laughs> is, is specifically <laughs> loves... She loves... Because she's old and she's gone blind. She loves, A, blind people painting stuff. Yes. B, people paying stuff for their feet. Yes. And C, telling you to wear your sunglasses in the sun so you don't get macular degeneration. Well, indeed. They're her three core beliefs. And her favourite actor? Oh, um, Humphrey Bogart? Daniel Day-Lewis. Really? Wow, what an insight into our grandmother. I didn't know that. My left foot. Her favourite pig? Uh, Pepper. Babe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Hello the Myth on Chorus 3. Excellent. What a performance. Here we go. The lead-in to Chorus 3 at 19.30. He's done a longer snare roll. Mm. It sounds phenomenal. He's, he's doing it longer than he normally does. Phenomenale. Yes. Spanish. 19.36, he does kick drum heaven, I've written. He's, yes, he does. He wow. Absolutely brilliant. He makes that That's kind of noise. Basically the yeah. noise. 1941, I've written snare tom fill me up. because He does a brilliant snare to tom roll. Mm. In fact, again, we don't talk about the myth enough. No, here. we don't, we, we don't mean, analyse him enough because without JJ's notes here, we don't have the knowledge. We don't have a Scooby. No. Scooby well, snack. What we do know is that Scooby-Doo. this is a particularly good song for him and a song where he can express himself in a way which perhaps he otherwise... Not he can't on other songs, but this is, a, a like you say, more of a rock song, more of a heavy drumming song. Well, and as we know... He came out of that background. He did, yeah. And he, he was a heavy, heavy hitter. He's a powerful funkathon of a drummer. Well, he, uh, he evolved into a powerful funkathon. When he first joined, he was more of a powerful rockathon. Mm. Long hair, bandanas. That to me doesn't scream funk. That to me screams rock. Mm. That's always been my motto. Stereo- wear a bandana. St- stereotypes. Well, I used to. Well, I'm a walking stereotype. Are you? I used to wear a bandana. Yes, I used to wear a bandana on my head in Spain on the family holidays in nineteen. You did ninety something. That's undeniable. But why does that make you a walking stereotype? 
Because I'm a rockathon. Oh, you're a, oh, you are. I'm a, a fan of rock. Oh, you are. A I used to wear vests to yeah. show off my tattoos. Oh, vests, bandanas, yeah. rock music. Yeah, long shorts that I came down. I, I mean, I used to look up to you, but now I, I just see you as a a joke, a, a, a walking, a walking stereotype. stereotype. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. As you tried, do I. You tried to fool me into that as well. No, I gave you a bandana. You gave I, me. I used to wear vests. I've lifted, I never wore, wore a bandana. I've though. lifted weights with you. You have. I, I, well, you, I, you say lifted. Well, I do, because we watched New Adventures of Superman in the lounge, lifting weights together. Yeah. Yeah, we did, yeah. You can't deny that, can you? No, we worked out together. So at the end of the song, there's some chat about how they smell. There is, and, and uh, I, I actually quite like that sort of interaction. Oh, it's the classic flea-swan uh, interaction. They, they, well, it is, yes. And uh, it's fairly brief and concise. Well, I've looked it up. To the point. I've looked it up. Go on. Flea says he doesn't want to smell like... It's better than... Well, Flea says, do you know what I smell like? Yes. And the swan says vitamin C, which I'm assuming Mm. is vitamin C. I don't think it is. What do you think it is? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, for the purposes of this conversation, let's assume that it is vitamin C. Okay. That comes from the sun. Simon stopped biting your nails. Yes. But Flea says... And I actually don't think Flea was going to mention vitamin C. No. Well, the swan brought that on. He rolled with it and and included vitamin C in the list of things that he smelled like. Well, then he says something about Bobby Knight. Doesn't want to smell like Bobby Knight's shit. It's better than smelling like Bobby Knight's shit. Yes. Well, I looked up Bobby Knight. Yes. Bobby Knight was the basketball coach, nicknamed the general, best known as the head coach of... Indiana Hoosiers. Right. Guess how long he reigned as their head coach. I'll, I'll say what year he started. I'll give you a guess, California. I'll give you a guess, Samuel. Okay. He started in 1971. Yeah. Guess when he stopped being the head coach. Um, I believe that he stopped being the head coach in... When did he start? 1971. Cali, start thinking about it. So I'm going to say that he stopped being their coach in 2003. What, how long do you think anyone can physically or mentally stay as head coach for a band or slash team for? Right, Less. fine. Callie, have a guess. Oh, I'm going to go late. Yeah, well, I've undercut. I've, I've suggested it won't be as long as Sam said, but I will say it's quite a long time. Think Fergie. Oh, think Ferguson. Years. I'm going to go for 26. 26 what? 26 years. So um, what year would that have finished in? So, 71. 96. 2000. So you're only... Well, hang on. Well, you won. You won. What did I say? 2003. So you've won because Callie was four years off. I know. I know. Uh, I know. Excuse me. Why did you make out like my guess was so outlandish when I was, in fact, only three years off? I wanted to give uh, Callie a chance. How? And uh, by the way... I try to say I'll be there. Here we go. Waiting for... Go. Danny the girl to sing a song to me beneath the marquee. <laughs> That's enough of that song. <laughs> it's like showtime. Showtime, by the way. I wanna be gangster, thinking he's a wise guy, robbing of the bank, he's a soccer man, the eye guy. Tank head, Mr. Bonnie and Clyde guy, look him in the eye, he's not my kind of guy. Never wanna be confusion proof of pudding sweet. Yo, me, who you talking to? Backed up, paddy, wagon, mackin' 
coming out of if you have to ask at a certain time at a certain place places and times unknown undisclosed but that gives me that feeling of being in Wembley Arena on that date 6th November 1999 listening to that stuff it's so so pure chilies it's so pure blood sugar sex magic yeah and that is why I was so proud to take my then girlfriend to mm. go and see the Red Hot Chili Peppers to say we were miles away. They look like you imagine if you hold a, a for example, a Chubba Chups lolly in your hand and you hold it at the full arm's length away. They look like the head of the lolly. They were only that tall. Yeah, we were a bit closer than you, so Yeah, you certainly were you were down there moshing, weren't you? Yeah, you stood it was up. Nice. Uh it was a great gig. But yeah, that it was pure blood sugar sex. This era when they play the blood sugar sex stuff, yeah, sounds phenomenally it's good. It's just, uh, it's a, it's, uh, it's a privilege to to have grown up listening to blood sugar. It's a privilege and, to have been there in that era to see them as well. But uh, yeah, but I feel like growing up listening to blood sugar in the way that we did, and then being able to enjoy this these performances with that extra je ne sais quoi. Just it me- that give- means I don't know why I'm French. French. Why are you French. speaking French? Yeah, I, I, I know nothing. Je ne sais pas pourquoi. That's Carly Minogue. Yeah, I used to know. I used to love you. Je ne sais pas pourquoi, yeah, which right. means I used to love you. I don't know why. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's no doubt that these performances are fantastic and fueled by that. You know that era. It's the groove. It's all in the groove. You listen to that bass line rolling with Flea's huge, huge yeah. effect bass line. Yeah. John keeping it nice and tight. It's... And look, everyone is phenomenally here. I say phenomenally. I mean phenomenal. <laughs> yes. Not only is Chad brilliant. Listen to 20, yeah, 20, 20 minutes 37. He does a brilliant pause. I noticed him here throwing a stick into the crowd at 20 minutes 40. I can only imagine that stick going to one man. Tell me about that man. Is Tommy Pope, but it wasn't. It can't have been Tommy Pope. Yeah, I mean, no, we, in my mind, yeah, we're assuming now that if every we're going to use the word head cannon, which I don't like saying, what the hell is that? Head cannon is what people that talk about podcasters slash YouTubers use as their imagination for what might happen in a in a scenario they would rather imagine than what happened. So imagination. Yes. <laughs> so, in my imagination, yeah. every stick Chad throws out now that I see go out mm. goes straight into Tommy Pope's hand. I can, I can understand why you would think that, uh, but I'm I don't s- understand why you, why you, why you had to use the phrase head cannon. Put some kind of cannon into the no. equation. But um, shout out to Tom Pope. Tommy Boom, shake, Pope, shake, shake the room. Tommy Boom, Pope, shake, shake, we love you, yes. Tommy Pope, Tommy Pope, we love you, yes, we do. Lovely stuff. Now, what do you make of the way that the Swan raises the pitch on the live versions from the very like low version? Now, this is something that I always had to contend with performing it live myself. I like it. I I never quite got to grips with it personally, but I do. I do actually like it. I think it's much better than doing it on the the album version. Yeah, I think in a live situation, yeah, if you did it in the flat and um, slightly monotone mm, version, yes. the lower the yeah. lower register, the lower the album, register. Yes. It wouldn't work so well live. I think the Swan here does a great job of raising the pitch. It's and he great. has to go kind of all over the place a bit. 
Well, he does, but he he never misses a beat, really. No, he does it brilliantly here. I mean, I'd hate to hear him try and do this now. Well, you say that, but you might. He'd he'd get it wrong and he'd forget the words. No, I would say this about the... the, the it, do you think John's reinstant... Re- I see you're trying to... Um... Reintroduction. Go on. Is going to make the Swan a, a, a better live performer. Well, I already think, it, yes, it will. Right, because we've seen him in that garden party, whatever that was, with Navarro. The swan was full of energy again. And, okay, so let me let me ask you another question. Are you putting that down to the fact that John's back, or the fact that Chad wasn't there? Do you think Chad has been? It's Chad who's been dragging him down. What since Mother's Milk? Yeah, <laughs> it's been a slow. So, but, but, but up to this point, now fatal. The myth, the myth has been slowly, yeah. a la the sixth sense. He's like, he's like carbon monoxide. <laughs> yeah, he's like in the sixth sense where you have that mother slowly poisoning yeah. that child, who then throws up in front of. Carl. Although, although we should say, you know, carbon monoxide can kill very quickly. Well, as it well. can, and you must have a monoxide um, if you've got a boiler a detector. Yeah, have a detector. But in the film. Uh, what's the young fellow in the Sixth Sense called? Uh, uh, Cole Trickle? Cole, Cole something. Hmm. What's Bruce Willis called? Uh, Cole Trickle. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor something. Yes, Dr. Bruce Willis. Yes. Dr. John McClane. Dr. Bruce Willis and and the boy who... Sees ghosts. But there is a point there where... How of, when do you see them? Well, no, he... he... Go on. Or doesn't he say it all the time? Oh yeah, that's great. Do you want to recreate that? Yeah, we'll do it now. Sure. Okay, you say you say I see guys. I no, uh, yeah. I, but you're you're young, cold trickle. I see ghosts. Mm. When do you see them? All the time. That is a genuinely <laughs> great moment in the Sixth Sense, and it's delivered pretty much like that. Well, it's less. I would say. I've got no words for the way you just <laughs> But anyway, chorus one, boom, all the elements, blood sugar, sure, sex, magic. Accurate. No, it was terrible. John Frusciante, wow. Because on the chorus of this song, it's so minimalistic. Yes. Um, Simon, can you quickly look up what the characters are called in The Sixth Sense, please? I think one of them is called Cold Trickle. Um, John's playing those slidey, very, very minimalistic parts. You'll never know. Flea is playing that fully engrossing bass line and filling it out. Yes. And the swan is sounding great here. Yeah, well, so I, well, it's I, so minimalistic. Everybody has to be on point, otherwise, yes. it sounds terrible. Well, and this is, yeah, we've, we've, we've mentioned this many times before when talking about the chilies live, particularly. There's only four of them. Yeah. Uh, and this is this is the reason why everyone has to be on point. Yeah. John is not playing the chord. He's playing single note slides. Yeah. Or single notes. Flea needs to be there for him. Yeah. And Chad, Chad needs, needs to, to be, be there for him. And Chad is hugely on point for this whole song. Yeah, it's incredible. And Chad, Chad at one point looks across and is just beaming. We've spoken about how he beams live. But he's beaming here. He's loving it. This is his pocket of, of joy. Well, he saw co- Tom. This kind of beat. He saw our man Tom Pope and said, I'm so pleased he's here. I'll launch a stick at him. Tommy Pope's there. I'm going to throw the stick to him. He's going to catch it. And he's going to add it to his collection of valuable chilies memorabilia. Yeah, and thank you for the book. Of course. Love it. It's on my shelf. 
I've never seen thing. it. You keep it under <laughs> lock and key. <laughs> oh, not so much under lock and key. Let's keep it in a certain room in my you house. Keep it in your house. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. So, Chad, lovely extra fill at 21. Right, you, presumably you do lock your house. Yes, I do, yeah. So it is under lock and key, yeah. certainly. I don't double lock that particular room. I mean, my, my wife is allowed into it. Yeah, there's no need to lock individual on rooms. On occasion, on by, occasion. by invitation. Yeah, invitation only. Oh, mate, on chorus two, when this one says, you'll never know, he holds that beautifully. Yeah, yeah, it's... I mean, we just say this is great, aren't we? Yeah, but I always love the variation in his vocals in this song, on the album, you know, from going from that deep uh, register... Yeah, to, to the high part. Up to you'll never know. I, I always found that such a natural thing for him to do. And it sounded so good within the constraints of th- this song. But for him, it was so natural. And it and it sounds great here. He's, he's not, you know, he's not delivering it a la the album at any point. But it's still very, very good and very nice. Well, the great thing about the album version is it's a triptych. Because you've got the swan in the low register yeah. for the verses. You've got him coming up for the chorus. Mm. And then you've got John an octave up for the If You Have To Asks. So it's a real progression. Yeah. And we must not talk about it because we must no. not talk about Bloodshed Sex. But, uh, but you're quite right in everything that you say. Yes, no, it's, uh, it's fantastic. It's great to see Chad in his element. It's great to see John at one point. Well, Chad's ringing the bell, I think. Yeah, when John's playing that solo and he's got his back turned to the rest of them, and they all sort of flock over to him, but he's so involved, and he turns around and then sees them, and then just gets into it with Flea. It's it's almost like he was just lost for that moment. He turned away, but it wasn't a, a moment of arrogance. It was a moment of just being lost within the music, and then he turned around, saw the bandmates there, went back to them, dribbled, played. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, he he's just so, for so long here. He's just lost within within the moment and it's great to see because he's performing fantastically well i think the guitar solo here is well before we get to the guitar solo let's talk about that fantastic breakdown with that where they're jumping they're all jumping oh, yeah. perfectly in time it's like red hot boy zone oh or boy zone it's chili a, it's peppers. as close to a boy band move as i've ever seen them pull off not that i don't like it no, but we've we've seen it loads, yeah. and they've done it loads, and they yeah. continue to do it. It's not. Yeah, I like but it. But this era, that was perfect. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was absolutely spot on, and yeah. they all stop doing it exactly the same time as well. The whole thing. Oh, is that's phenomenal. very straightforward. Well, I don't think it is because well, everyone moves on their separate parts, and that part is the guitar solo. Right. And in the guitar solo, it's a double length solo here. Because the first bit that John plays, the, the, the slightly more restrained part, when I was thinking to myself, this needs more overdrive. You need to get yourself going, John. Come on, son. That's a continuation of the, instead of, it's a continuation of the bam, 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 bam. But down, bam. But what Chad does is hits the beat, yeah. just back into the, a normal groove. And what John is, uh, what Flea is doing is playing it, but in a more rhythmic way. So he's like, diddly, 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 diddly. Yeah. And John goes into a slightly plinky plonky thing where I'm thinking, pick it up. Mm. And then all of a sudden, Flea does that huge bass slide. And then John stamps on the old uh, Boss DS2. It's, and you're into the solo. Yes, and it's very, I'm already imagining the album solo. Yeah. Because the album solo is 
phenomenal. Well, that's well, why it gets no, a round I mean, of applause. We wouldn't necessarily say that on this show, would we? No, we can't talk about it. In fact, I would say it was deeply average and yeah. must never be spoken of again. Possibly poor. Yeah, rubbish. Yeah. I don't know why I even bothered turning up to the recording of the Blood Sugar Sex Magic sessions. I think, if anything, it was probably the disgrace of what he laid down on the album version of this particular song that ended up meaning he had to leave. Mm. <laughs> that is that's strong words. Yeah. Strong words. Well, it's it's subterfuge. Yes, it is. It's uh, we are like Megatron. It's cloak and dagger. We're, I don't think anyone will have picked up on our true feelings. No, we're the Megatron to your to the listeners' Autobots. Mm. Well, I'm the Starscream, in fact. Sure. Would you like to pick a Decepticon? I certainly would. Well, you're you're Starscream, so I could be Megatron, but I'd like to be Soundwave. I know Soundwave. Yeah, brilliant. Launching Ravage, fun, that man with the big things. <laughs> yeah. Rumble. Rumble, launching yeah. Ravage. Rumble. Those little cats. Yeah. Th- that those tapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out of your chest. Yeah. To uh, talk about the if you have to ask solo. But I say, I say. In a lying way. No way. To can play. Now that was, um, that was that. the lesser known Autobot tape recorder called... Oh yes, it was, yeah. Keiki, have you found out uh, who, what the cap sounds were in the Sixth Sense? It was, that, that, <laughs> that wasn't, that, well you're right, that wasn't the, the Deception. That wasn't Soundwave, that, that was, that was um, the, 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 Autobot the Autobot tapes. tape player. Cole Seer. Yeah. Cole okay, was anyone called Trickle? Can you look up Autobot tape player, please? Okay. And we'll, so, we'll come back to that. We'll essentially wrap this one up by saying... The solo is great. No, what I want to ask you is, John plays in a very specific way on that distorted part of the solo. Yes. Where he plays very stop-starty. He'll play a lick and then stop. And he actually goes as far as to turn off the DS2 mm. to stop the feedback. Yes. Um <clears throat> So what do you make of the fact that he's doing a very stoppy-starty solo with long periods of silence, as opposed to the album version, where it's very continuous? To be honest, in the live context, I, I, I think it's absolutely fine. I like it. I was wrapped up within, within the song. The, the physical performances, the overall sort of group performance, I found to be absolutely fantastic. And what he did in that solo... Was was perfect for me in the in the live context. Right, well, fine. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did. Well, did, did you? I bugged me a bit. Well, it would because you're you're a you're easily bugged. <laughs> B. <laughs> B. Yeah, I'm easy to piss off. Yeah, uh, and 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 B. You know, you're you're a guitarist. You're technically you're more technically minded than I am. I tend to go with the flow. A bit more. I tend to like stuff being played more like the album version. Yeah, but I, I know what you mean, and I feel like that as well. But I also feel like you have to let them have a, f- let them live. Yeah, well, no, I completely agree. Let them live. I completely agree, and I love seeing John play because John is an improviser. But I like sometimes having signature. Yeah, signature, signature, signature solos. Little signature bits that bring it, that root it in the album version. It felt to me that when he was stamping off the DS2, those periods of silence, for me, the song hung up a bit and it wasn't as, the momentum was lost slightly. Yeah, but maybe you're right. I, but I mean, I bless the swan. 
Because he always keeps it going out front, yeah. no matter what John's doing. Yeah. And sometimes what John does live is, especially in this era, isn't the most inspiring stuff. No, it's but not. the swan always keeps it going. And he's bounding around like a little baby Bambi. Well, they, the energy and love that they feel for one another is what drives them forward. Well, I was, we talk about the swan making some fantastic baby Bambi moves. At 2423, I, I've written down he does a repeated kettle pattern. Well, what does that mean? Uh, he locks in. Look at the full video. 2423. He locks in with JF as they're doing the head down. But the swan is doing some kind of, like, you know... Oh, yes. I'm a little, little teapot. teapot. So it's not a kettle at all. Well, it's a teapot pattern. Yeah. Yes, that's what I was thinking. It wasn't a kettle. When I, when I wrote it down, I thought this... This is this doesn't sound factually right incorrect. Yeah. This <laughs> yeah. feels wrong under the pen. <laughs> <laughs> but it couldn't work out why. He's a teapot. He's a, he's a fucking teapot. He's <laughs> not a kettle. Yeah. No, no. Oh. no. Hang on. We've got some news coming in from Californication. Blaster. Oh, Blaster, Blaster, of course. Mm. Yes, he was the Autobot tape player. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of time within this song for the swan, where the swan's not singing. And yeah, so and he, he, but he gets so into it. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's loving it. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. He is lapping it up. Like a little kitten enjoying some Transformers. And like a, just... little, a little kitten. Go on. With a bowl of milk. Oh, if you will. <laughs> I will say it's fantastic to have Californication here, if only... He's like a producer. Yeah, he's, like, well, he's, he's less like a producer. He's more like a researcher. <laughs> true. Yeah, true. They call him a nail-biting researcher. <laughs> yeah. We're off to subtraining homesick blues. Coming out of Subtraining Homesick Blues, not the ump version by any means, but it's the live version. <laughs> it is. Listen, it's not the Bobby Dylan version. It's certainly not. Bobby D. Bobby De Niro. Where do you stand on Bobby D generally? I, I, well, Bobby D generally. I love his uh, early work. I like his mid-period work. Yes. I don't like him at all in his later period because he can't sing anymore. Well, he can never really sing. But now he's just a, if you watch him live, he's a constant low mumbler. Mm. I mean, we say sometimes a swan ain't great. No, uh, no, great no. Life, no. But, take, but I mean, take Bobby it. D takes it to new levels. <laughs> but, but what's your overall stance on his, you know, his... His complete his, output? His music, yeah. Bob Dylan? Yes. Um, uh, I mean, I'm not a major fan of Bob Dylan. I like some of his stuff. Yeah. I like... Particularly, I like the song. I like Highway 61 Revisited. I like Lay Lady Lay. I like the boxer. That's um, that's Paul Simon. <laughs> uh, no, he wrote a song called The Boxer, didn't he? What, Bobby Day? Yeah. I don't know. But, but Paul Simon <laughs> definitely did. <laughs> okay. That song goes, oh, right. I am just a poor man. No, isn't there a song? No, top. there's a Bob Dylan song about that, that guy, about Denzel Washington. Oh, the hurricane. Yeah, the hurricane. My apologies. Yes. I mean, and whether I was... He was a boxer, wasn't he? 
Yes, he was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you can see why I got confused. Yes, and yeah. I'm ju- I'm confused as to whether I was singing the right Paul Simon song there. But <laughs> it doesn't matter. Who knows? No. So uh, overall, Bob Dylan um, taking or leaving. Yeah, I mean that's gonna that's, and frankly that's g- leaving. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's going to anger a lot of listeners. I'm pretty sure it won't anger me. Listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, no. Bob Dylan. I'll go further. <laughs> well, I can think of one. It will anger. Go on. Ian Longhorn. Oh, yeah, but fuck him. No, yeah, well, there you go. Um, there you go. A lovely, a touching, <laughs> lovely tribute to our ambassador, yeah. Ian Longhorn, <laughs> yeah. whom I have painted yeah. a picture of Bob Dylan for. Yes, and whom we are technically, in a, if you believe what the WhatsApp group, band mm. chat, yes. we are in a band together. That was pre-COVID. It was. There's not been a great deal of band activity since But COVID. we will say... Because we've been adhering to the rules. Yes. But I will say, we love in Longhorn. When I just said fuck him, I take it back. Yeah, no, I, he's, he's a, a top, top, top guy. But, Bob Dylan. Oh, would you make it this version of that song? That's <laughs> yeah. the question. I, well, I mean, I've always... When, when I listen to Oomph, mm. I always enjoy it. Mm. Um, it's obviously... It's actually a, a rare cover in that it's completely removable from the original. Yes, remember we can't get too much in-depth about the Oomph version. <laughs> no, no, and I think that's important to say. The good thing about this is... You, know, you, you just hit the nail on the head there. It's completely unrecognisable. Mm. Which, yeah. is, some would say, is what a good cover should be. Well, indeed, it's, so, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, paying tribute to the original song whilst putting a... A, a unique twist on it and I think that's what you can say for this I always say about remaking films don't remake don't the do good it. ones <laughs> yeah. yeah remake an average film that could be better for example don't remake John Carpenter's 1982 classic The Thing yeah with a, a, a an alleged prequel called The Thing yes don't remake Old Boy yeah. which don't, is already brilliant yeah don't Spike Lee I, I impeach you don't remake Old Boy but it's too late. You've done it. It's been done. I've watched the hmm. the remake. However, I would say there's no one here as good. I'd say to Richard Attenborough, why you, would why would you just watch a film and go, "That's so good, I've got to remake it"? Well, just watch the original, the original language. Oh, oh boy, the original is is astonishing. Well, it is good. astonishingly good and shockingly good. The, I was shocked. Uh, yeah, I was well, astonished. You lent me the DVD. A double disc. When you went travelling to Australia, and I believe you were working for Arrow... Arrow Voice and Data. No, I, 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 no that's, that's not strictly true, because I originally watched it in, in Sydney. So that was a lie. <laughs> that was a lie. But I do remember having some fantastic times in your room down at the bottom of the corridor. Oh, fantastic, yeah. With what? your towers of DVDs. I just yeah. sat there on the chair watching, in your room... DVD. Missing you. DVDs. After DVD. Oh, kiss those pretty lips. Yeah. Brilliant. I did. I did. And I missed you when you came back. Well, of course I did. I'm glad you're back. Thank you. Been, However, what we're talking about... 15 years or more. <laughs> yes. Sultry and Hemsworth Blues. Um, this is an unrecognisable cover. It lacks, it, it lacks the voice box from yeah, um, the it original. Does. However, yeah. I'll say that's a great thing because I hate voice box. I even hate when Slash does it. I wish he'd never bothered doing it. But it's a great cover. On the album, we'll get more into the that. The energy here is, is fantastic. Oh, it's brilliant. 
John flipping his body back and forth, the swan well into it. Yeah, and the swan, th- I mean, do you, what do you reckon? I mean, I know I keep going on about the swan remembering words, but what do you reckon the, the chances of the swan remembering all of subterranean homesick blues is right now today? You know, I can never say, you know, I, I say that you cannot go higher than 100%. Yes. Can you go lower than 0%? <laughs> yeah. He won't even remember what the song's called, bless him. No, no. It's a bell today live. They're all well into it. Yeah, they're all loving it. It, it, And to be fair, it's 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 a signature chili song because of the you know, the 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 meaning it has to fans. The energy here is top of the range and it's about to go into what can only be described. you go from this song off one of their early albums to what has now become known as one of their signature tracks in other side and it's fantastic it sounds like to me like you're saying signature to signature right you're linking the eras i am in in many ways i am saying signature to signature you were flowing then like a a fully formed m&m that's lovely how long how long will i slide or separate myself I don't, I don't believe it's been Slitting my throat is all I ever A heard your voice through a photograph Wowzers, out of other side Wowzers, Captain Well, thank you for calling me Captain I call you Sergeant, is that higher or lower? Oh, I think that's lower Oh, can you call me Captain Blackadder and I'll call you Lieutenant George? Mm, no. Right. <laughs> okay. Moving forward on the other side. Yes. Live on Off the Map. Intercedent time, intercedent place, as always. Mm. But of course. 14 Mohawks on that day, on this 14. performance. 14. 14-1-4. Yeah. Now... I mean, that's a reasonable amount of Mohawks. I've right? actually, since starting the recording, looked at the... The number of mohawks that it is possible to do in a day. Because you're, you're, you're doing that, 14 is quite low. Have you seen the episode of Would I Lie to You? Where Bob Mortimer claims that he, on the 1982 World Cup, turned into a hairdresser and cut people's hair. No. It's brilliant. Go and watch it. Okay, I'll check it. Um, everyone check it out. If if anyone has not heard of Would I Lie to You on the BBC... Oh, it's very funny. Yeah. I would recommend the YouTube channel Will T... W-I-L-T-Y. Yes. Would I lie to you? And um, actually, um, who's the other one? Uh, Vic Reeves is hilarious. Yes. But definitely would I lie to you. Vic Reeves is just... Um, is just... Well, Vic Reeves, doing his, he does kicks at stuff. No, Hang on, no. Am I thinking of Bob Mortimer? Conceivably, but it was Reeves and Mortimer. Is Mortimer the one who snaps an apple in half with his bare hands? Yes. Yeah. No, Mortimer. I'm not thinking of Reeves <laughs> at all. Bob, Mor- Bob, Bob Mortimer is hilarious. He's a comedy genius, yes. yes. So, as Forget I'm... Reeves. Yeah. He's not even on it as far as I know. No, he's not. No. As I was saying, um, go to Wilty Mortimerian Tales and you will... Be introduced oh, to comedy gold. Yes, it's so funny. Yeah. That one where he does the apple, I just watch that all the time. It's yeah, so it's so good. <laughs> and he says that he used to go sneak into people's gardens saying... Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, everything he says is true, but it all sounds so silly. 
He allegedly, and this is true because it was on the program, yeah. did his own dentistry, sat in his own kitchen top. All right, and then allegedly he was, was Fuji, Fuji. He was some kind of lawyer as well. Yeah, I mean the guy is a complete comedy le- legend. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's fantastic. To all our overseas listeners, Canadian, American, Australian, other countries. Right, it doesn't New matter. New Zealand. That's the great thing about yeah, any country. Doesn't matter where you are. Go on days. YouTube. Look up "Would I Lie to You." Look up "Mortimerian Tales." And I swear to God, you will have a, you'll have a, you'll have the time of your life. You really will. You will. And th- this is the great thing about the modern world we live in. It, you know, in the old days, we used to hear about these far flung countries: Australia, mm. Wales, New, yes, New Zealand, <laughs> Scotland, mm. Scottish. We've even had a Scottish person on. Well, we have, and they're just, fantastic. That just shows what modern technology is capable of. What should we say? The fantastic Dan Boyd. Yes, he came on, talked about live in Paris. Hey, well, he, yes, he did. We we made him say the words sex and money penny on the podcast. It was it was a a wonderful night, no doubt about it. We'll open this up. In fact, announcement: we have booked and confirmed the wonderful Dan Bogusian. Yes, we have. He will confirm how to say his name on the podcast. Have you confirmed that with him? I've confirmed the date, but not the pronunciation. And have you confirmed that he will confirm the pronunciation? Well, no, I haven't confirmed that. Right, so we can't confirm that then. No, I'll I'll send him another DM. But he's coming on for a recording on Halloween, October the 31st. Ooh. It's going to be major spooky, I promise you that. Hogasian. Holosian? Bogger. Uh, Hagasian. <laughs> but it's going to be spooky. Right, it is going to be I mean, spooky. it'll basically be the same as normal, but it'll just yeah, be... Yeah, but extra spooky. But... We're, we're really pleased to have Dan Bogusian on oh, the of podcast. Course Absolutely delighted. What the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> Other side. Other side. Boom. Mohawks, 14 that day. I think that's where we started. If yes, you start yeah, again. I think it was. Okay. So, Other Side. Live at Intem Time, Intem in Place. Mohawks, 14 that day. Mm. Now, we have looked into this. Again, Hamish Duncan, huge, huge help for this, but we have not quite nailed it down. No, it has proven to be more difficult than we thought. What we know for sure is that they all had mohawks. Now, the swan even says, girls get a mohawk. And I now am convinced, having read the book, RHCP FAQ, that the swan, when he talks about the girls, is talking about a mohawk down there. Mm. The downstairs hawk. Well, that's possible. I mean, I don't want to... uh... Well, I've read the book. So have I. But I don't <laughs> so, want, so I don't want to speculate about where the hawk was. Those areas. All right. Well, we won't speculate too much. Because I'm a, you know, I'm a, a, a respectable member of society. You're a good Christian man. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely full sound on the bass guitar when John comes in on that. You've got that Gretsch. You've got the. You've got Flea. It's a beautiful, beautiful full sound. It is. I'm sorry about all of this, but can we just talk about the swan? Yeah, of course you can. Do you think he's up to scratch? I think he's on the first two words. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I've written this down. Swan opens so strong, and I've put an arrow down to how long. Yeah. And then he does tail off significantly. I mean, it's bullshit. This is, <laughs> this is close to the time that they wrote the song. Yeah. Surely he should be able to deliver it. 
he immediately starts singing the words, hang on. Then he says, sad. It's just not good enough. It's just, uh, I'm sorry. He should be able to deliver it. I think he hits the key notes strong enough, but he tails off poorly for a lot of it. Yeah. I'd just like to hear it delivered better. That's what I'm saying. Listen to the album. Well, exactly. Um, you're a you're a you're a taskmaster. I'll give you that. Oh come on, mate! This is two, the year two thousand. One year after it was <laughs> recorded. Why can't you deliver it live properly? It's just. It, I'm sorry, but as a vocalist, that's not that's not good enough. All right. Well, as a vocalist, here's your challenge. Let's do it now. Let's both do it individually. <laughs> well, no. I mean, no. This is the challenge. Ah, good. Have you have you got it? I'll do it first if you want. Yes, go on. Then. God, how long? <laughs> <laughs> how long, how long will I slide? Separate right. <laughs> my side. Na dong. <laughs> don't believe this bit. <laughs> Here we go. Slip my. <laughs> What's your fucking problem? That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, very good. Do you want to have a stab? Oh, well, I suppose I've got to. No, no. <laughs> You've done it, you bastard. All right, hold on, let me just... I'll sing it with you if you want. No, that's all right, I'll do it. Well, all, of, all of my version was interrupted with you laughing at my version. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't your version, it was your... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it the, was the the hat, uh, yeah. Right. Can I join in with you? No, I've right. got to deliver it. And okay. then we'll do it together. Can I do it as Arnie, or do I have to do it properly? We can do it in whatever... All right, I don't know. <coughs> yeah, give yourself a... A build-up. Okay, here we go. Don't One. have to come in on the actual register of the pitch. How long, how long will I slide? Sing it out. Separate my side. Because I, I don't... don't. I don't believe it's bad. Slid in my throat, it's all I ever. Alright, now together. Okay, one, <laughs> two, three, four. Hello, how long will I slide? Separate my side. I don't. I don't believe it's bad. Sweet my throat and soul I ever. Why didn't this one do that? Why didn't he do that? I mean, I think that is... I mean, I haven't listened to that back, obviously, at this point. No. That seemed reasonably, reasonably tough. I think, you know, based on the fact that we're pretty drunk. Yeah. But, I mean, I think we know when we're singing in reasonable pitch. Well, you'd think the Swan would know that, too. Not that... No. I take that back. I take that back. Okay. He sounds good. He just... He just doesn't hold his notes. No. He's... Oh, come on, son. Come on. <laughs> That's all I... You know, I just want more from him because I know he's got it. When it kicks Maybe in. he's breathless. Maybe he's breathless. Maybe he diminished. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. I just, I just wish it was better from him. That's all. Okay. 
But when it kicks, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean because I've sung other side repeatedly live in many pubs and um, yeah, many shows. I, yeah, and I, I've sung it better than Swans. Then it's it's a fact. Yeah, but when it kicks in, it's nice. Um, that there's a lovely shot of um, Flea playing the octaves that you have to play in this song. Yeah, it's a front-facing shot of Flea playing the octaves. Yeah, there's a lot of nice John. I think my voice has gone slightly more hoarse here after doing that. And it's slightly, in a slightly more sexy register. <laughs> well, I wouldn't like to comment on that, but uh, I feel a little bit deeper myself. Yeah, I think we've we've both broken our blankets. At thirty eleven, it's that look at Sw- uh, look at uh, look at Flea. At thirty twenty three, oh, John is looking so high in the mic though. This is the high, yeah, the high time for for John's mics. I don't mind a high mic, um, but I would prefer it to be at a more natural height. Yeah, but I think at that point, John must have been finding that as a natural height because. Mm. Yeah, but to me, it up. looks so. To me, as it's, a, I mean, it's not. It's not like an Oasis style mic. No, because that's aggressively bad. Yeah, but it's. Oh, and we must say, there, Dan Boyd. I think one of his avatars is an Oasis thing. So. Sorry, Dan. But I find I, I, the, the high mic to be slightly aggressive. I don't like Oasis. No. <laughs> so, um, and I don't like the way that he has his mic. No, and nor do I. I oh. find it makes Liam Gallagher look aggressive. Yeah, but well, I think it's stupid. <laughs> but this, isn't, th- that, this is not that situation. No, this is John, for some reason, stood on tiptoes having a high backing Yeah, but at least he's level with it. He's not, like, looking up to it with his No, he line. is looking up to it. Well, not not in the same way, but... Okay. Yeah. But you have to... You'd, you'd prefer it a little lower. Yeah, I would. Well, again, like I said, my understanding of John's microphones was that it was always upside down, so mm. you could look down, but it, well, that wasn't the truth. No. But, I mean, John, the, it, it, they all sound good. Flea and John, are, uh, again, you know, it's not... It, what is nice here is to see another another Cali song played really well. Yeah, I agree. I think when um, there is a sorry, just to bust just, in, yeah, go on. just to break you off one more time, there is a, a little shot that busts the editing again where John is bent double. Oh fuck's sake! Yeah, I know. I've written this down, and there's some backing thing going on. Yeah, but you know, it's it. Generally speaking, to the eye and to the ord, it sounds great. And it looks great. Quick question. Yeah. What's the ord? Uh, the ord, yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. You're, gonna have You're to obviously it. not from the industry. No, I'm not. You're going to have to watch it reasonably closely to notice that. Yes. But I think, I think. yeah, probably. I mean... And I, actually, when John sings that line when he's off camera... On that chorus, he, he he is also off key. So if you really want to bitch about stuff, which we don't, which I oh, will, I do. Okay, the editing's shocking, and John's off key. Yeah, well, we won't hold that against poor John. No, he was new. He was new back in. Yeah, I mean, one eighteen <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, you can't expect him to sing in tune after one eighteen show. shows. You can't expect Dick Rude to edit a show together properly. No, that's nonsense. So give him a break. Solo, I love what Swan does on the solo. 3216, as John's playing... Ah, uh, but also, I'll get to that. 
but the sound of the DS2 through the hollow through the hollow bodied guitar is so, and I've written very harsh, abrasive, trebly, nasally, if you will. Not nasal trouble again. Yeah. Oh God! I, I find it. After it's the, not. It's not a nice sound. No. After the I first reports like of nasal trouble, I wondered whether it would come up again. I and don't like the sound. On the other side, live version. From Are you all right? Now. You seem a bit gassy. But you seem a bit gassy. There's <laughs> no. two gassy fellows talking about other side. <laughs> Universally yeah. speaking, the gas podcast. <laughs> oh, oh Christ! There's another one. Well, we've already tried to line up a bull in a, in a china shop earlier on. I know. 32-16, Swan does a lovely little jump. He makes some huge movements mm. during the show, but sometimes he's very, very dainty. He's capable of daintiness. Yeah, he does a little dainty jump here, and it's, uh, it's a lovely thing to see. In later years... He forgot to be dainty. Yeah, he became... Forgetful. Well, <laughs> exactly he forgot to, eventually he'll forget to be forgetful and hopefully return to his former <laughs> glories but uh, as it is we are stuck currently in the uh, forgetful period well we've moved from the year 2000 from the dainty jumps to the forgetful period and now we must move to the end which is inevitably the way that all of these things happen and that's just the the uncomfortable passing of time. Shall we, and I, I, I respect you for commenting on the uncomfortable passing of time because that is true and uncomfortable for people. Mm, but I'm actually looking forward to tomorrow because it's my birthday barbecue. We've got a lot of massively famous people coming. Oh, Sinead. Sinead is coming to like the barbecue at 12. I cannot wait for tomorrow. I just hope she's gone by the time that Jim Morrison gets here because I don't think they'll get on. It's going to be such a fun time to spend time with you tomorrow for the whole day. It's going to be fantastic. Presumably, because by the time this goes out, it'll be in the past. And yeah. then we'll know whether it's fun or not. Well, we probably won't remember it. <laughs> uh, I, okay. I, I think the, the, uh, the actual event will probably be, be fun. Well, you've brought me a venison burger, haven't you? I have. I'm going to cook venison, beef, sausages of various varieties. Arses and elbows. Pork. Pork? Yeah, pork. Lovely. Chinese pork or just standard pork? Yeah, Chinese pork. Good. Was that from Sergeant's the Butchers? It will be. It's not yet, but it will be. <laughs> okay. It's a, it's a. It's from the local butchers. A lovely butchers as well. If you're ever in Dibden Perlu in Hampshire, mm, England, go to Sergeant's Butchers. They it's re- going to basically be one hell of a barbecue to celebrate my 39th year on earth. We didn't think I'd make it, but I have. Thank God. And uh, so, yeah, thank you all for your birthday wishes. Preemptive or <laughs> exemptive. Email in to bentownsendmusic at hotmail.com. If I get two birthday wishes. Email in to bentownsendmusic at hotmail.com. Carry on. Uh, and email in to stacktownsend at yahoo.co.uk. Oh, can we go for it, baby? Can we go for it? What is it? It's the old-fashioned no, way. Come no, on. No, we've well, done I'm it. doing it. No, we've done it twice. Thank you for listening to, to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast.